Hey, everybody. I am Nat. I am a co-host of Not Your Average Netizens, a K-pop podcast in Soju Chronicles, which is a K-drama, books, mangas, anime kind of drama. And uh, I had an idea for this earlier this summer to start to do a Twitter space on traveling or visiting Korea because a lot of people have questions. They don't really know where to ask. And on YouTube, there's a lot of like weird videos about traveling to Korea, like how to find a Korean boyfriend or the uh, like the other popular topic is Korea is so racist. So I was like, maybe we could have some nuance in this discussion about traveling to Korea. Maybe we could uh, (laughs) have a conversation on like the how and, you know, how you do it and where to go and you know, what kind of resources there are and things like that. So had the idea, promptly forgot about the idea, promptly got the idea again. Here we are. I am joined by my very, very, very lovely um, panelist here. And everybody, please, one at a time, introduce yourself. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ro. Everyone just calls me Munro. Um. Oh uh, dang! What am I supposed to say? I don't know. Like, I like long walks on the beach. I'm in Aries. Um, I'm a Scorpio rising. Um, I don't. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm old. I'm old with an E. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> um, married. I have a almost nine year old. I teach. Um, well, I taught. Um, English. I was an English professor. Um, I, I did only two semesters per year, but due to, you know, the panorama, um, I only teach virtually now. So, um, yeah, and, and stateside, like while I am in the U.S., I'm an uh, instructor for a tech company. So, yeah, that's that's all it is about me. Oh, and oh, I, went also, to, I was in Korea in 2019. <laughs> that's what I actually wanted to say. Like, when did you go to Korea? How long did you stay in Korea? Um, I was there for uh, about, I want to say like maybe two and a half months. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. No, we're going to have great conversation then. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Ashley, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, hey, y'all. I'm Ashley Griffin, better known as Multifaceted ACG. I can't believe I said multi, but it's multi-faceted ACG. Uh, most of you know me as a content creator, specializing in all this Hollywood wave stuff, particularly K-pop. I also am your foreign favorite Korean music historian through my podcast, A Three Day Podcast. Um, I am a ESL instructor and career navigator outside of all of this magic. And I was in Korea from 2016 to 2019. 2016 was a very brief introduction. And then I lived there for two years. Perfect. And Courtney, oh, if Sorry. Oh, no, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go next. Hi, you guys. I'm Courtney. I am a university student. Um, Right now, I just am, like, in the communications PR space. I'm also a contributor for Envy Media, which is basically a K-pop-based magazine, kind of surrounded NCT, but we do more with just, like, entertainment, fashion, blogging, things of that nature. Um, I went to Korea in 2019 as a student for six months. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. 
Also, my friend Kat was supposed to be here, um, but she got her second shot, uh, her second vaccine, and she's took her out. Oh my god, guys, don't know. I mean, you know, get your vaccine, wear your mask, but that second shot really do have you out of commission. It put me down for 24 hours straight. I had the chills, I had like everything you could say. I thought I was gonna die, honestly. Like it was so bad. It was but- just the worst. It's like oh I was like, what the heck? I, I don't I didn't understand. I was like, okay, well, how come the first one I was like doing backwards the second one? Yeah. I'm like, you know, but my husband, he also well, he was in the medical field. Um and he was just like, Well, you know, the second shot is like, you know, the follow up. Like, yeah, we gave you a little bit, but now this is the whole shebang, you know, drink some tea. So I've I understand and you know, I'm sending hearts out to her. Because, um, yes. well, I'm sorry to them because I know they're going to be out. So, yes, yes. Uh, hopefully, yes. Hopefully, Kat will be better soon. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll do separate, a, a part two. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> great to have it because she's there. Yeah, she's yeah, currently she's living there. Korea. And she's so, on the island. She's on Jeju. So, she is, yeah. In- okay, <laughs> okay, well, you know, at least she got a great view. Exactly. All right. So, I think the first question really is like, why Korea? Out of all of the nations in the world, why did we sort of decide that we wanted to go to Korea? And um, I'll just go first since I'm already talking. Uh, (laughs) I have always been into like K-pop, K-dramas, things like that. Um, In anime, obviously, in mangas and stuff like that since I was a kid. And I will admit, like, watching a lot of dramas made me think, like, oh, Korea must be, like, a really fun place to visit. Look at all these cool things you can do. And I had actually originally gone to, uh, I was talking before about China, and I'd been to, like, Cambodia and Thailand and um, Hong Kong before that. So I was, like, obviously naturally, like, I'm learning Korean. I might as well go to Korea. And my friend just happened to be living there and working there at the time. So I was like, ooh, I have the place to stay. I just have to pay for my plane ticket. So it was very, very convenient (laughs) at the time for me to go. And so I went and uh, in terms of the process here in Canada, like I just bought a plane ticket. Um, I know it, depending on certain countries that you go to, things are a little bit more difficult. Like when I went to China, I had to go to like the embassy and I had to like give them paperwork and things like that. But for me, being from Canada, traveling to South Korea was basically just buying a plane ticket and checking with my doctor for any vaccines that I might need to do. And even those are like optional, there wasn't anything that I had to do to get there. And in terms of money, um, this is a friend, this is actually also the friend who lived in China. So, and she's right now, she's in Somaliland. So whenever we go, like I go to visit her in places, basically like finance wise, she sort of has the cash and I just pay her back in Canadian. So (laughs) I'm actually really blessed in that regard. So basically whenever I visit her, or and we do these like Asian expeditions or whatnot, I bring my credit card and I bring, I don't bring any cash with me. Um, but when I, when I do visit other places, I do bring cash. I still bring a small amount of cash because I like to use my credit cards. Uh, I prefer to use my credit cards uh, just in general, unless I need to tip and things like that. I personally just don't like carrying cash with me. I know that was one of the questions we had. So just let you know, like um, for me personally, like being there for two weeks, I did not bring any cash with me um she had all the cash i had my credit cards for if i wanted to shop and things and then i just paid her back in canadian here because we both 
we actually both met at the banks, a bank that we work at. So we both easily have access to transfer each other money and things like that. Um, and then also just working for the banking system. I've seen so many people lose when they convert their money, their cash back into like their local currency. So for me, I was just like, I didn't want to do all that. Uh, but yes, uh, one of you guys tell us why Korea, you know, how did you get that, how get started? Uh, I guess as I'm co-host, I'm just going to like go second then. Um, so my, mine was a little, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, I was raised by a single dad and he's like my best friend. He's like my homie. We're like, he's everything. So, um, one time I was eight years old, we were watching something on PBS and it was like a special about, um, streams and like rivers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I was a daddy's girl, so my dad was very interested in, like, nature and things like that. So I would always, like, watch stuff with him. That's how we bonded. And then one uh, one section was about, um, I'm probably going to mispronounce it because I haven't said this in a long time, um, Chongishong stream. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? The, <laughs> the stream that cut through Seoul, you know. Um, my dad was just, like, enamored with it because, you know, it's literally a natural body of water that cuts right through this, you know, uh, this modern, you know, concrete jungle. And he's like, wow, that is so cool. And I was like, daddy, I'm going to go there one day. Don't worry. I'm going to go there one day. Um, during that time, I didn't know it was in South Korea. Um, and in high school, um, I, you mean, I grew up on anime, you know what I mean? And manga and stuff like that. But I really had not, I didn't have any interest in um, Korean culture during that time. I just knew that I wanted to teach overseas because that's where the money was. Like I, I'm from the trenches. I'm from the hood. I seen all these teachers and how miserable they are. I'm like, yeah, I want to teach, but I want to be like y'all. Um, so, um, I, you know, went to college, but then I fell in love and, you know, got married, did the whole parent thing. Um, and, but I still wanted to accomplish my dreams. How I got into K-pop was, you know, one day, you know, I was on YouTube I clicked the wrong link, boom, tame in, drip drop, been here ever since. So um, that's how I kind of snowballed into it um, to like, you know, really like, like, wow, like, I wanted to go to South Korea just for this one thing. And I did not know, like, it was popping over there. So um, I applied for a job, um, a couple of jobs. And then, you know, uh after you know talking in zoom i mean no not zoom but skype calls um, i was invited to come to korea so um just like as nat said it's honestly just a ticket um purchase away from me as an american during that time in 2019 um so i mean i spoke to my husband um he wasn't supportive of it at first because he couldn't under he couldn't understand um, why I would want to get a job internationally. Um, and we did argue a bit, but you know, one monkey don't stop the show. I definitely, um, you know, got on the plane and went and, um, yeah, that is essentially how I got into it. For me, uh, oh boy. Um, for me, this came about because I always had a lifelong desire to travel, and I was fresh into year one of a two-year-long divorce proceeding. So I wanted to get the hell out of here. 
Um, I was living in Los Angeles and I lived in Koreatown, didn't know much about anything Korean beyond the stereotypical things of hearing what you do about North Korea. And um, suffice it to say, growing up in Michigan and whatnot, although there was at that time in the late 80s and early 90s, a limited awareness of other Asian cultures around, I have always been surrounded by Korean culture and had no idea until I got to Korea. Um, so left California, October of 2012, stumbled into some K-dramas and, and music and whatnot and found out that there was a way to be able to go and work in the country uh, as an educator. I have worked plenty jobs. I've, I've been working since I was 14. So that's 22 years of my life. And I'm not really big on pigeonholing myself when an opportunity presents itself. So this honestly came with the idea of, well, I'm not going to finish this bachelor's degree because it's taken forever and I'm frustrated with that, but I have an associate's and I can get in this program to do this associate's degree. That will get me out of this country and hopefully never to return. So I went that route and it was far more difficult than I realized. I fell in love with the language because I'm a nerd and it's beautiful. And in learning from the, the embassy here in Metro Houston, I started falling in love with the culture as a whole and seeing a lot of similarities between it and uh, African culture and some in African-American culture. That started to blow my mind in ways that not just the music did, but on a, a very deep emotional level. So then it became a, a absolute bar none desire. I have to get to this country. By the time, by the time I was able to get out of the divorce, get myself out of the debt of that and financially stable again, we're looking at 2017, <laughs> 2017. However, my friends and my family have been watching me since 2012, just trying every year, telling everybody, well, I'm not going to be here that long. I'm going to Korea. Well, I'm not going to be here that long. I'm going to Korea. Blah, 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 blah. 2016 comes around. I had re-enrolled in university because I knew I wasn't going to be able to get there off of the program that I was trying with the associate degree. And it was January of that year. I had just gotten in a massive argument with my father because he's like, you are this age and this is going on. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, I'm too old for you to ask me them questions now. Just roll with me. I'm going to figure it out. A friend at the time called me and said she wanted to bless me with an early birthday gift. She wanted to take me to be the translator for her on a Korean project she had to do. And I thought that that was real ambitious and really nice, but I didn't believe it because I'd already been disappointed. They brought me over to their house on Valentine's Day, sang happy birthday to me in advance because my birthday's not until May, and bought the ticket for me to go for one week with her in Korea in 2016. I get there and I'm overwhelmed by the glory of God. Just the fact that something I so desperately wanted, even though it wasn't the way I envisioned, was gifted to me. And when we got on the plane uh, to come back to America, her and her husband were like, well, you know what you need to do. Like You got there and you fell right in, even though you had a bit of a culture shock at one moment, you fell right into the flow and mix of everything. You know you have to finish this degree. I get back to America. I enroll in a program. I missed my one assignment and it ends up pushing my graduation from May 2017 to September 2017. And my heart is broken because I thought I was just going to be able to go in summer. 2017 comes. We are five years into this pursuit of me trying to get to Korea. 
I wake up in September. This is right after Hurricane Harvey. I lost everything. I get to some internet. I open it up. It's confirmation of me getting my degree. And the email immediately after that was an application that I did to get a job in Korea. And I got it. So I left September 17th and stopped in Germany. Some of you follow my sister, who's a content creator, Jessica, a.k.a. Just Life. I go to visit her in Germany because I hadn't seen her since my wedding. I had not seen her in person for years and years. Um, I get there. By the time I landed and was in Germany for 48 hours, the contract to Korea was gone. They needed someone faster than I could get there. I left America on a one-way ticket with less than $250. So I was stranded in Germany doing interviews and things, knowing that you only have X amount of days you can be out of the country on your passport. And I eventually got it. And that put me up with the job that I had for two years. So it was tumultuous. Why Korea? Because my heart called out for it. Would I go back? I've been trying ever since I got back here and COVID stopped it. But now other things in life will prevent me from being back there now. So, yeah, it's, it was a rough road. <laughs> I 110% believe that you're going to get there. I am so far. I I'm, so no, I'm, I'm not gonna going back in the same way because I'll be married. So if I go, it's for visiting and not for permanence like I desired. You better, take, you better take whomever. Yeah, he, he can move you better take whomever. <laughs> <laughs> that is a testimony. I, I was like, I was like, this Sunday for real. Like, right, that that's what I said. Yeah, it definitely took everything. I had never worked this hard in my life for something so much. And when I got off of that plane in 2017, y'all, I got text messages from people here in America and there who were saying, "Welcome home." When I got there, that's how it felt. I wasn't in Seoul proper. I was in Taegu. I was in D-Town for you Army. I, that was that was home. Not you being in the trenches. Yes, I was in the trenches where the only English is on the street signs. So, yeah, I definitely, it, it touched my heart in ways that, that are absolutely irreplaceable. Well, we proud of you. <laughs> Thank y'all. Definitely. I guess for me, my story isn't that, like, beautiful and tumultuous um <laughs> okay. in university like i like i'm in school for marketing with a minor in communications and political science i'm gonna graduate in may but i studied abroad in 2019 so that was like my sophomore year and when i came to university even like as a child did my mom kind of like talk to me about going to university things of that nature i always do i went to study abroad somewhere and at first, I wanted to go to London because of One Direction, but obviously, my love for them has kind of fizzled out. So I <laughs> was just researching different like places I can go and kind of just where my credits wouldn't be that difficult to kind of transfer over. I don't know if people have like questions about like studying abroad for college, but it's really important that you choose like a university or program where that they have classes for you to take number one and that the classes that you take over there actually transfers back over to your original university because I didn't want to be in a situation where I took all these classes and they didn't end up transferring and that would kind of prolong my university time and I didn't really want to deal with that and that's a lot of extra paperwork for me. So my school actually has a sister school in Korea so it was kind of like a perfect thing for me because everything was transferable it basically was the same school in America but just abroad um so that's kind of pretty much how I 
did it. It was kind of a smooth process. The visa thing wasn't that big of a deal. Um, for my school specifically, I'm not sure like what the medical thing is, but you have to have like a, do you know when you go to the doctor and they like put like a needle like in your wrist and they see if there's a bubble or not? Oh no? yeah. Uh, not tuberculosis, but I do know which one you're talking about. Right. That thing. So I had to get that, but complications. Cause when I get it, whatever, you have to get that for the school. I got it. It's fine. Um, but it was pretty chill in terms of why Korea because of the transfer credits and that nature. Um, I got into K-pop around 2016. And even though like, yeah, I love the music, like the cultural aspect was just so beautiful. I love cooking. I probably cook like I would cook anything and just Korean food was just such a interesting cuisine to me because I've never tried something like that before. So I was really intrigued about food and culture. And I love history. So just the history of the nation and everything was just so stand out to me. So I kind of did that. Piggybacking on just like the idea of just like how to get there itself. I don't know if we're going to get to that question, but I just took like a one way flight. Honestly, like if you're kind of on like a budget, you can do like a layover flight. But for me, I had like so many bags. It was my first time traveling abroad without my mom. So I was like, okay, I need to just get on a one way and make it through but it's not it was reasonable but I think because like the country's now opening up again and they're starting to promote Seoul it's going to be way more expensive than I remember um with money I had a credit card I converted maybe like 50 dollars USD at the airport here and then over there I had maybe like 500 USD so I converted that at a bank I think it's very important that you go to a Korean bank to transfer your money because if you go to the airport or one of those like shops that transfer, convert your money for you, you get scammed. And of course, like you may have to just go to those little shops just on a whim, but I highly suggest going to a bank and doing it so you don't get scammed um, with money and stuff. Also, if you want to, like, split things, sorry, I'm, like, kind of rock my brain and figure out, like, anything else I can say on this topic. There's no, like, Cash App or Venmo or whatever. So if you're sharing, like, a plate with someone, you want to, like, split the bill, you can't, like, Cash App or whatever. Basically, you need to either have cash, your friend is just going to pay you back, or you just go on, like, her word or whatever. But PayPal works over there, so if you need to transfer money in any way, that's not a bank transfer because that can take long and extra money. PayPal works as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, just tell your banker traveling because you don't want any of those hidden fees. Yes, actually, I was just about to say that as well. Um, so the, And also so they don't lock your credit card. So I always call the bank when I'm at the airport <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm waiting for my flight. I'm like, listen, I'm going to this place. Please do not lock my cards while I'm there. Right. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mention anything about money. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, I do have something to add. I went in 2019 and I actually did use um, Cash App. I had um, a good friend of mine who was... Really? Who, yes, it was there. Yeah. It worked? Girl, we use Cash App. Yeah. Well, I okay. tried to use Cash App. It didn't work for me. It depends on certain places that you go. Like when I went to Itaewon and Hyundai, it was, it was fine. You really? feel me? But when I came back to Jongno, you better believe it was like, uh, can't work. Um, <laughs> so, wow. um, also, guys, uh, some banks are international banks. Like, if you have City or Chase, those banks um, 
I think originated in Asia. Therefore, like if you just let them be like, hey, yo, I'm finna go over here, they'll like, you won't have any fees and stuff like that. Um, also, I did not transfer any money that I had um, before I went. Like as soon as I got off the airplane, I went to go kind of transfer the cash that I had and then I used a um, credit card. So I actually had a cash app card where I could get my family to send me money just in case um, that I use. And because Cash App is Visa, you can use that over there. You can use your Cash App card. Um, and I, I actually would suggest, like, for if for anyone who's going to um, have Cash App, just so your friends and family can send you money with, like, no hesitation. Because that card is an international um, Visa card. So, just uh, yeah. Oh, I did not mean to cut you off, Rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just to clarify, two things. One, because my brain could not let go of what Courtney had mentioned when she was talking about the bubble. Y'all, that's a, that's checking for assist. Just wanted to, I know some of y'all might have been like, what? The gang yeah, assist. I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like Googling. Like, <laughs> for, I couldn't let it go. And then the second thing, um, for those of you who are more focused on being in Korea for a longer period of time, either on a, a teaching contract or a, another employment contract, you're starting up or something, transferring money is hella easy there when you have a bank account. It doesn't matter what bank you're with. Um, just like we do PayPal and Cash App and whatnot, all the banks are interconnected in that way as well with no fees. So they do make transfers easy for those of you who are there long term with a bank account. If you are visiting and it is for X amount of time, there are some differences that depending upon what city you're in, if it's one that is very used to seeing foreigners or having foreigners around, they'll have some features and perks that other ones don't because the country as a whole just started letting people travel outside of it who weren't ambassadors and things of that sort uh, within the past 36 years. So it's still new for them, but they far faster than uh, a lot of other countries. So what might not have been there in 2007 or 2017 is most certainly there now in 2020 and 2021. Also, um, y'all, Apple Pay? No. No, bro. You in the not at all. Um, Samsung. Yeah. They definitely humbled my ass. I, I, I was like, oh, do you have Apple Pay? What I tell you? That Ajushi looked at me. He tapped on where it says Samsung Pay and looked back at me. I was like, oh, you know. I was like, you know what? You know what? You right. Thank you for getting me together. You right. So, guys, uh, like for me, I'm like strictly. I'm strictly iPhone. I I used to work for that company um, <laughs> as an instructor, so I'm very like team iPhone. But definitely, I had to get um a Samsung because you know Samsung Pay is also very convenient. You just tap and you go. You don't have to worry about anything else. And also, it attached to your bank if you have a bank in Korea like Udi Bank. That just makes it so much easier. So yeah. I was gonna also gonna say if you want to open up your own Korean bank account, I know with my school I had a job, so they sent me money with my Korean bank account. Some of them speak English really well, and some banks don't. So I would suggest if you're going long term, like Ashley was saying, try to get yourself a Korean bank account. 
if you have a job there and it's kind of better but I would suggest having a Korean person with you there even though you may be fluent in Korea there's some kind of things like financially you may not understand and you don't want to get like screwed over with like your bank contract or whatever I had my friend with me and he was kind of like helping me get like the best kind of deal because you know I was staying for a long time but it wouldn't be like a lifetime bank account so they kind of worked that out for me but that's kind of a tip oh well this has actually been very helpful because I just googled cash app because I didn't think we had it in Canada but you we do have it in Canada now so this is actually really 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 informative and one last thing about our trip to Korea um, just like as a general sort of um, question is like I guess less for Ashley because I don't think you could plan for what happened with her trip but uh for for the panel oh anything did you feel that you needed to like organize every single aspect of the trip there per se or did you kind of like want to go and sort of just like feel it out um in terms of like your trip and then also too about staying in hotels and things like that because I did not stay in a hotel okay in Apujang apartment so um, a lot of people are are probably going to wonder about that versus like airbnbs specifically okay so for um the the first question i just want to make sure i have this right i absolutely forgot what the question was (laughs) um it was more about like do you feel like you need to organize oh okay your trip (laughs) completely or do you want to like did you feel like you need to go there and just like feel it out like in this sort of like fall into things Okay, so I planned every single moment of my trip. I've been planning it since, I want to say, since I first decided, like, yeah, I'm going to go. I I mean, every single thing. I researched every single thing. I looked. I mean, of course, it, it is also good to kind of go and, like, you know, fill your oats. But, no, I'm, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if it's because of me. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, I'm a mom or anything, but I had to do everything by the tea i needed to know everything i don't like surprises at all i i want to say my process for planning everything took about hmm, i want to say basically two years um from prices to what to expect i stayed the hell away from youtube videos um and i'm going to touch on that um, just momentarily the reason why I stayed away from those YouTube videos is because YouTube is a monetary platform people make those videos to make money you know how many times are you going to watch um, my experience as a black person in Korea baby we get it okay we get it the right. point. it's like everywhere you know like uh, they those they only make those to make a profit and um, you're never going to see my ass make some type of video like that and if I do I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all permission you know, to stomp on me, but I researched everything that actually, um, from a source that I felt like I could trust. There was one YouTuber that I'm actually good friends with. Her name is Sunday Love. Um, she worked. I love her. Sunday Love. Oh my god, I love her. She's Where actually- I want to go to Japan. Oh, I love her so much. She actually put out a video today about getting a cat. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're actually really good friends. We actually became um really good friends um uh, through talking. So I love her. I won one of her contests. I love Sunday Love. So if you watch Sunday Love, you know she's very, she had fame and, you know, fortune before going there. And she just decided to do that out of her passion. So I really trusted her. And, you know, she travels. Um, Also, when it comes down to planning, I ran everything by everyone else. 
even the people who had no interest in um, Korea or me going to Korea, I'm like, hey, does this make sense if I do this, 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 and this? So, yeah, I ran everything down to the T. So when I got off of the plane and I was in Korea, I already knew basically everything that I needed to know. Um, I'm all for, you know, just going there and then frolicking around and stuff. But, I mean, as a black woman, I don't have that freedom. I can't just go somewhere and just be have the the freedom of being ignorant and not knowing things like I, I couldn't do that. Um, and as far as air, I did the air, I did Airbnb, I did a, and I did a hotel. Uh, reason being is that I don't like being in one place. And I knew I was going to be there for two months and a half, about, about two months or so. So what I did was every five days, I went to a different Airbnb or a different hotel. And because it's so damn cheap, like it literally, it felt nothing in my pockets. Me paying for uh, three weeks in a hotel or an Airbnb literally cost the same no matter where I did it. And I wanted to see more um, of the country. Um, so I went, to, like I did the loft with the stairs. I did the boutique hotels because, you know, they're all around um, Jongno. I went to Yongsan. I, I stayed in Itaewon, Hongdae. All the places that I wanted to go. I did not go outside, though, too far. I didn't go to Daegu like I wanted to. I didn't go to Busan or Gwinyogi or anything like that. But I did go to, like, all the hot spots that I wanted to be. And, you know, sometimes I was staying at two places at once. Like, I would bring, like, my carry-on. And, like, okay, I'm going to go to this hotel. And then, like, you know what? Damn, there's an event happening. You know what? I'm just going to keep my luggage here. And I'm going to just sleep over here tonight. Like, it was... It was one of those cool things. So, yeah. For me, um, the first visit, we stayed in a hotel. And we only had one day officially planned. We knew it was a week. And we, all of us were obsessive in our own ways, either from K-dramas or from a historic standpoint or K-pop and all of that. So the first day was planned. And I, I'm in full agreement that planning it can be extremely helpful because this is not a place that you know. You know it from watching it on YouTube, uh, Drama Fever, Vicky and all of that. You, you don't know this place. <laughs> so um, it is helpful to plan. It was awesome to have the freedom to kind of just wander around. And the level of safety is um, it's insanely unmatched. There's some naivety to that, which I hate to admit because... Is safe as a foreigner because there's a stereotype that I'll beat your ass because I'm black, but and I'm also American. But the other side to that is the fact that I can have that type of safety and quite a few others can. It's not extended to everybody. There are still women who are being assaulted and, and uh, attacked and men as well. So um, we stayed in a hotel that was in the downtown area of Seoul during the first visit. And hotel rooms are very, very different. The ones that they create that they intend to appeal to foreigners uh, might be very small compared to what we're used to in our home countries. And um, the second time that I was there for long term, I would do Airbnbs. I've done the resort hotels on Jeju-do, which are stupid big because I think they used to only be for families. Um, but full-fledged agreement about the pricing being so convenient. I also, if push came to shove and I really was low on funds for whatever reason, because if you're working there, you're paid once a month, which can be an adjustment if it's something that you um, that you're not used to in your home country. Um, staying at the Jinjilbang, 
staying at the, the Korean spa. You pay that flat fee and you stay there for 24 hours so long as you don't come out. And quite honestly, you have no reason to. It's comfortable. You have a uniform provided. There's showers, there's amenities, and there's affordable food. There is not much that isn't affordable compared to if you're here in the United States or North America as a whole, and especially in portions of Europe. So um, you, you can really make a good reach for it. Just take the time to research the area that you intend on being in. Um, I'm think I'm the oldest one on the panel right now so who I was appealing to when I was watching YouTube to get a little bit more familiar was Abigail Tewu who is now Abigail Cho or Chow I believe it's Chow my apologies um, but I used to watch her channel quite a bit she was originally from London she's lived in a few other countries met her husband abroad and I think has made her way back to the UK and uh, Whitney is Bay, who I didn't even realize she was as younger than me as she was until we met in person that was a very very big resource um even being over there no matter how long you are i 1000 percent agree with avoiding those videos about um the stereotypical i got to korea and it made me worse or dating over here and whatnot they're entertaining they are entertaining don't get me wrong but they're not by the book of what's going to happen Everyone has unique individual experiences. It's far more beneficial to look for those who are giving you things about travel tips, accommodations, knowing to identify the differences than it is for those individualized, personalized experiences. That is not the end all be all of your blackness, of your minorityness, of your existence to hear somebody else's experience and put that in your mind, thinking that that's going to be what happens to you. For me... Wait, let me put the first question, but kind of just piggybacking off on what Ashley was saying with those videos. When I went, I kind of looked, I did my research from like a college, like girl experience. Like I'm young. I was 19 when I went and I'm 21. So like I wanted to get like everything. I wanted to party. I wanted to eat food. I wanted to drink. I wanted to do all this fun things. But <clears throat> I think it's just really important to not just take everyone's, take everyone's words with a grain of salt. Because when you go across those videos and they're very, like you said, very stereotypical, like the, I got a Korean boyfriend or this, this, this. And like, sure, like that may be some people's prerogative. Am I going to say if that's wrong or not? It's up to you. I don't really think that's right. But I guess that's another discussion. Um, sometimes like that doesn't really happen in the way that <laughs> they say they do. And if you want to know more about little dating thing, I'll put you guys on on that. But I just really feel like those are not really beneficial because Korea is so much more to me. And I'm pretty sure to everyone here and even the people that went, it's so much more than like going to a club or it's so much more than finding a man and having this like so-called drama-esque experience that you're going to run into an idol. It's so much more than that. And I guess kind of like I'm going on a tangent, but if you decide to go to the country and stay for X amount of time, just please remember that it's more than what you perceive it to be. Like Ashley was saying, like, you know the country through, like, the two YouTubers you watch and they only go to Hongdae or Itaewon, but there's so many other beautiful provinces and cities, and to keep it a buck with y'all, like, K-pop is very popular over there, yes, but when I went to university and I told people I liked it, they kind of were like, why? Because they see it as very much of a kiddie thing. 
and not like shaming anyone for that as well but if you go there and you're like this mega like person and you wear your t-shirts and merch and you're very much like oh my god like very stereotypical fan you will get looked at very strangely because people like my age see that as something that you do when you're like 10 or 12 years old but that's kind of something else you should keep in mind um yeah like those videos entertainment great but if you want to look up for something else like just be more mindful um in terms of like where did I live I lived in a dorm so that's not really anything not really special I lived in a dorm I will say if you're going to go to college over there dorms are separated by gender so you're not really going to get that like American like mixed dorm experience but that really wasn't my issue because there's ways around it if you want to do that type of thing um in terms of hotel to Airbnbs I honestly say like it just depends on how long you're staying and the amount of people you go to like hotels in Korea are very nice and you can get them for pretty reasonable price but if you're going to go with a big group of people and for a long time, I would say do Airbnb just because, like, you can kind of save money that way in some cases. But I will say if you do Airbnb, you have to pay for groceries if you want to cook. And groceries are very, very expensive over there. You would rather eat out every day, honestly, and you would save a bunch of money compared to going to the grocery store and cooking for yourself. And at least a hotel has, like, the little Wi-Fi package and the free breakfast or whatever. So I would say that. In terms of planning day-to-day, I didn't. I was there for like six, seven months. So I kind of had a longer time to kind of go around. But I did make like a master list of things I wanted to see when I was there. So when I was free or something, I kind of just went off that list. I kept my day pretty open because my intention was to make friends over there, which I did. So my friends were like, oh, like let's go to city or let's do this and I would just be down but I had a master list I completed almost everything but I would say just do things off the beaten path the touristy things are really nice to go to but for me I like to travel and do things that locals do so if you're like that make a friend I want to, before you jump in I just I know (laughs) somebody has to be like wait a minute groceries is too expensive yes yeah they are yes they are you literally can survive on going out to eat every single day at a cheaper expense than you would keeping your refrigerator stock Mm -hmm. i know somebody in the chat was probably making a face at that and it is 100 percent true especially in seoul oh sorry especially in seoul too because i went to school in songdo incheon which is basically this new business district so it's pretty expensive over there as well um also kind of touching on if you're going to go to college with dining halls it's really not the standard american dining hall experience you have here in my college we have like you know when you have like the student union building with all like the chick-fil-a chipotle pizza hut blase blase and then you have the dining halls i have one dining hall open that's 24 7 but over there the hours are very much like 6 to 10 for breakfast or 12 to 2 for lunch and then 5 to 7 for dinner. We're not open on Saturdays and Sundays. We're only open for breakfast and lunch on Fridays. So you kind of have to just eat out essentially, but stuff is expensive. Fruit is like 10,000 won when it should be like 3,000 won, but, which is ridiculous. So I really didn't get enough fruit over there, which is fine. But in Seoul, things are very, very 
nicely priced for you to eat out every day and really feel nourished and full without breaking the bank. Yeah, and I want to say too, like the food, when you eat out there, a lot of it is like cooked food as well. So it's not like, obviously they have fast food and they have their convenience stores and, you know, their fried chicken at the convenience store, A plus, A plus. But um, if you literally just go to the Ajumo shop, you know, like five minutes away from wherever you're staying, you're getting rice, you're getting vegetables. You know, if you want meat, you can have that too. And you're not, it's it's not the same sort of diet, I think. So that's why it's also, it's okay to eat out. Um, it's not just cost efficient, but it's, it's not super bad for you either, right? Um, in terms of like organizing, when I went, I didn't really organize. I did plan, um, I did go use a site called Trazy, which is T-R-A-Z-Y. And basically I did book, two outings to and that was um a tokbaki and um kimchi cooking class and i booked to go to the dmz um but they have like a whole bunch of stuff on there and it's really easy and convenient to use and they communicate through whatsapp so like and they pick you up and they drop you off um or like with the cooking class i had to go to like a school to do it but like transit in korea is like you know the year 3000 the year 4000 I don't know like it is so convenient you literally just download was it like the Naver app and then um basically you can just like you know put in where you want to go and then it doesn't just tell you how to get there but like it literally tells you like every on the train every every like door has a number or like letter or something like that and it tells you where you should be standing to get on and off like to make your trip more efficient like you would have to be real, real, real slow, I think, to like not be able to use the transit out there because it's so easy. Like I was nervous the first time, like when my friend, she only, um, she, she stayed, well, we stayed together in her place for a week. And then one week, the second week, she had to go back like to another city, whatever, to do her job. And so I was by myself for that last week. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to transit. I'm going to have to do all these things by myself. But it was so easy. And so convenient, and I felt like you, it makes you feel real confident about moving around Korea. I I I, I second that motion. <laughs> um, I was very nervous traveling, period, and uh, that app really helped. Also, um, the buses, like the um, what's the bus stops are like electronical, like they'll tell you like um, the time the weather and like the exact second the bus is coming. Yeah, so it's it's actually really, really um, convenient and easy to travel around Seoul at, at the very least um, because everything is there for, the, for you to use on the internet and like Wi-Fi is pretty much easy to access. And so, um, yeah. Um, the next question. So what were your biggest surprises when you went to Korea? <laughs> oh, I was off mute. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, healthcare. <laughs> Being able to actually go somewhere and not panic about the bill because I can pay it out of pocket and they looking at me like I'm crazy because health insurance made it even cheaper. And I'm like, dude, I'm from the United States. I'm getting gouged every time I blink my eye. <laughs> so healthcare was a massive shock. I am an asthmatic. That is a disease. It goes into remission. You do not grow out of it, people. 
and I had an asthma attack and had it not been for my sister begging me to go to the hospital, I would have died. And I didn't know I was having an asthma attack because I'm so used to just having to suck it up because I don't want an $1,100 bill for somebody to put a stethoscope on my chest and say I'm all right. So healthcare was the first thing. <laughs> that was definitely the first. Um, the, the kindness was overwhelming for me because I'm a person who's known for speaking about cultural misappropriation and things of that sort for a long time. That was a big part of my platform as an, as an entertainer. So I had a very prickly relationship with the, uh, Hamburg and how it is promoted by the ministry of uh, tourism and whatnot in their country for people to try it on. And that is a form of permission, but for me it was very difficult and um, just how welcome it, and celebrated it was when I wore it and how everybody was so adamant about acknowledging the, the beauty of it, the, the intermingling of the culture that really overwhelmed me. And then the cleanliness that was exceptionally shocking and how damn close everybody is on public transportation. Those were the things for me. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, I can't. <laughs> um, I actually, we actually are on the same thread with a couple of deeds. Uh, like for example, with me, um, I I the healthcare. Yes, I definitely. It was I did a whole like full body check, cancer screening. It only cost me one hundred and thirty dollars. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just like that. Would probably would have ran me no, like literally not exaggerating. Probably eleven thousand dollars if I were to do it in the U.S. So. Um, that is something that I would, if it wasn't for the panoramic, I'd probably do every year when I take my vacation, would do a health screening because it was just so um, so cheap. Um, the cleanliness. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Korea is is not, like, do not think it is like a K-drama just because it looks like a K-drama. Like, it really is that clean. The air is, you know, the, the air, the, we start on the air now, but... Um, it is that pretty. It is that beautiful. It is that absolutely um, charming. Also, um, I did realize how accessible everything is. There is no staircase without a ramp um, on the floor. Um, the I know we have this in the U.S., but we don't have it that much. Uh, but the floor patterns change, um, and that's to let someone who is either, um, let's say. Um, blind or have a issue with seeing they can tell what type is they're going to us uh, is it going to be steep is there a crosswalk things of that nature um my big the biggest culture shock how everything was tech everything was technology like it was the future like the future is not in the same career like the toilets the toilets wow the it there's like a there, there's a bidet and there's a bidet for women right and then there is like uh like uh, a blow dryer for your butt and I didn't realize I at first I was like I'm not gonna sit on that that's weird then I realized like wow this is actually convenient um because you know you're not um having so much waste with toilet paper and such like that um it was and people are so damn nice it actually scared me I am from Opalak I'm from the the worst side of Miami, Florida. I was not used to people just saying hi. I was not used to people being so friendly 
to the point of like annoyance almost. They'll just look at you, realize you're a foreigner, be like, so just say, oh, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't need no help. But thank you. Um, also, uh, with the humble, I didn't wear the humble only because uh, it's kind of like you. Um, I didn't. I was like, you know, I don't really want to wear it. But they were just like, just you know, trust me, put it on. It looks so pretty with your cheeks. I tried it on. And they're just like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. It goes so well with you. Go ahead and give us the tr- Oh, my God, look at you. They were just like, oh, we should bow to you. And I was just like, please, girl, don't gas me up. That is probably the best part. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm not going to uh, I had the whatever I think of peace of mind or the happiest I have ever been, I only think of two times in my life. When I gave birth to my son and when I was in Korea. That was like, those are like the best memories that I've ever lived so far. And I've lived almost 31 years. So, um, oh, wait, was there anything else I was supposed to answer in that? That was just about biggest surprises. Or okay, like, cool, why cool. you were in Korea. So, yeah, right, for cool. me. <laughs> um, I'm from New York, so, like, the city I'm from Brooklyn. So, like, the transportation was actually very nice because I also go to school in Northern Virginia and their metro system is probably the worst metro system I've ever experienced in my life. So Korea was very, um, it was great. I know how to use the train. It wasn't really that difficult for me to figure out the lines and stuff. Something that did shock me was that the trains actually closed. I guess that's a culture shock just in general because New York is a place never sleeps. But I didn't realize that subways close. So I was very confused when me and my friends went out. And they're like, okay, like, we got to get the last train. I was like, what do you mean the last train? Does it not run all the time? And she's like, no, last train's at, like, 12. But I'm like, okay. But I ended up working out fine. Um, Yeah, get cacao maps. I think that's the app. Cacao maps, that's what I had. Something like that. It's real simple to use in English. It tells you the little stops. It's really cool. And the bus is also really convenient as well. I'm really not a bus person, but if you don't want the hassle of transferring between train lines, I really suggest the bus. Like I said, I lived in Incheon in like the Songdo area, and there was a bus that took you from there directly into Hongdae. So there's buses like that. It's probably like 3,000 won it's very inexpensive and it's like a straight shot to wherever you gotta go so the bus is also a really good option for people Courtney yeah can you hear me we can hear you now oh did you hear anyone else not hear Courtney I heard Courtney oh sorry (laughs) no it's okay Um, what Yes. Yeah, use the bus in terms of shopping. Um, I also was kind of, sh- I wouldn't say shocked, but just surprised at how, pe- how nice people are. People are very friendly. You will get stares, but that's kind of just life. I like people looking at me, so it really wasn't an issue for me to just people to stop and look at me because, like, I am who I am, and they're not used to that, and that's perfectly fine with me. Um shopping like I also didn't do the humbug experience just because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to fit it not kind of because of like the culture thing I was really scared that if I went and it wouldn't get past my thighs but that's kind of my situation um I really wasn't 
shocked. Like I, I did do the whole like watching like thirty thousand videos of life and as a black person, but I kind of just put that in the back of my head because I knew that wouldn't be like everyone's experience. So I did kind of have some expectations. Things are very clean. If you do go out at night, things get very dirty very quickly. I will say that. Um, everything was just nice. It is that I don't really want to call Korea a fairy tale land, but it is really pretty it's not like the dramas are true in some aspect it's true visually the dramas are very true very very and, true. um uh courtney i do want to let you know first um i love envy so much because i'm like a seasony like i love it i've been watching oh, all you guys you. from the get-go so i'm really happy to see that how much you guys have blossomed also the humble that they use it's not like the Because, because oh I'm sorry it, it has an elastic and you know so it you it, it you can slip it on because you know after having this baby girl you feel these hips now they just I was scared too but don't worry like it will fit you so I I, I you should do it and like they'll do your they'll try to they'll try their best to do your hair and put on makeup uh, and stuff okay. like that I mean okay for the experience but I could do my own hair but okay yeah they they, they, they do the, they do the best. Yes. <laughs> that makes you feel it's better. funny because like I actually did the home book too but that's only because like the cooking class I did um I didn't realize it at first but they actually have like home books there and they do traditional tea so they made me like change into a couple of the outfits and then they took like 500,000 photos of me which I will share in a group chat <laughs> but it was a lot of fun um because I wasn't expecting it and it was yeah I I, I wasn't going with the intention of like trying out a handbook and stuff like that it just sort of happened and it was like a positive part but I do want to stress as well too that like you know there are different unique experiences in Korea when I went to Korea I wasn't sure what to expect because you do hear a lot about people who had very racist experiences either racist or xenophobic or both um like Sunday Love we were talking about before her experience in Korea was not great, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so it's kind of something that you do sort of have to try out for yourself. When I went, everybody was really nice to me, like, really nice. And they were smiling. And if I spoke some Korean, they were like, Oh, wow, kind of thing. But I only went for two weeks. So I mean, my experience is going to be different from somebody who lives there, or somebody who's there for, you know, a longer period of time, or maybe who's in the military and things like that. So there's a lot of different experiences that you will have depending on your situation and just depending on, you know, like what's going on there too, you know, like how the feelings of the Korean netizens are towards, you know, foreigners at that time. So, um, but I had great experience. I never experienced any sort of any form of discrimination that I knew of or was aware of when I went there. And I would like just walk into like the Juma cooking, like um, uh, restaurants and things like that and just eat with, whoever was there you know like and everybody's minding their business nobody wants to talk to you like which is fine for me I don't really like need it and then but if somebody had a question they would you know and that was fine it was definitely we were talking earlier before we started this and this is just like a short short segue but um uh, we talked earlier about like going to China and (laughs) you definitely feel like a foreigner in China versus when you're in Korea 100% so um I'm definitely gonna say like when I went to Korea nobody 
I didn't really feel anybody staring at me or whatever. It was like really normal to see foreigners. And I saw a lot of foreigners as well. Um, but in Beijing, it's like, you're, you're this like weird sort of, um, like maybe like a zoo experiment that's just like gone rogue and you're just out and about and everybody's just like exaggerated like or like they do these exaggerated sort of like oh oh my god who are you they, they like or, the, the thing is they like honestly this is what i had when i was trying to because like i have some i'll be just be standing there just standing minding my own black business yeah someone would turn to look at me and be like huh and i'm like what am i a ghost did i supposed, am i supposed to say boo like it was so crazy to me i'm just like i just I'm like I'm, I'm, and I'm like in my head. I'm like I know I can't be the first Negro you ever saw. I, I cannot. They have the NBA channel out there, so I know that they see black people generally, like on the screen, obviously. But like, it's not like a foreign. It's like they. It's not like they just discovered black people. I honestly ended up taking so many photos with so many strangers in China because everybody was like, "Can we take a picture?" And I was there with my white friend, and nobody like I don't know if they had so many white people that it was just wasn't a big deal. Or because I was black and I was more special than the white girl. But, like, like when we went to the Great Wall, literally, like, every two seconds, somebody was like, can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? I was like, okay, sure. Let's just, whatever. Like, just leave me alone <laughs> after a while. So, um, I guess this will be the time to talk about, you know, we all said very nice things about traveling to Korea. Is there any sort of discrimination that you've faced or that people should look out for? Maybe places people shouldn't go or won't feel welcome in that, you know, would be something that it's important to know about? They make it clear for you. Uh, I mean, anywhere we go as not being the majority ethnicity, we're going to experience that. It, it's no fail. But in terms of those of you who are young, who like to go to the clubs and things and whatnot, they segregate them. Not all, but quite a few. They make it very clear that they're not foreign or uh, friendly. And it's not just foreigner as you as an ethnic foreigner. They they don't want anybody but Koreans mm -hmm. up in there. They will ostracize Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, you name it, whatever. They, they, they don't want it. So they do make it clear. Um, I think it's... I think it's ridiculous to say that there are spaces that you you should steer clear of. Every place in the world has a place that is going to be great for one person and awful for another. I don't prefer to go to Cognom. And that's because the bus driver, when I went the very first time, let me on the bus and then two stops up told everybody to get the hell off because I was on the bus. And that's unnecessary, where someone else might have had a fully positive experience. They're going for a concert or going to do Norebang or whatever. So they do make it clear. Um, not so much everyone to steer away from something, but just be aware of your surroundings. You are very far from home and you might be able to speak Konglish and think you have a grasp or you might be able to speak Korean you are still in the deficit because you're not the majority where you are. So be aware of your surroundings is the biggest thing I would say. I was going to say, like, I didn't have, like, thank God I really didn't, I didn't have any, like, discriminatory, I don't know if that's a word, experiences for my kind of side of it. I do, however, have friends that were denied, like, cabs just because we were Black, which is kind of, like, the minimum of what I heard just from experiences but in terms of like the club situation I I'm just speaking for me I did not get like turned away from any club um wait actually in clubs like were you talking about like in Hongdae or Itaewon or where because I've never like of course it happens but 
I've never heard of clubs like discriminating just on foreigners. I just went to the clubs where the army people were because I was old, so I didn't want to be a person. Oh, in there. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. in I mean, Korea, I'm 38 already, so was, you know, yeah, I was 19. I was only 20. Exactly. So, so Hong Day, <laughs> Hey On Day, if you went to Busan and things, yeah, it was lit for y'all. For me, they like I mean, Ajma. So wow. <laughs> I didn't go I to no know. clubs. I was just I was in my 30s I didn't I, I, I did not go to a I didn't go to any club I'm gonna be honest my club days are over um I didn't go to any clubs like my Done. friends like oh let's go to the club I'm like girl for what I don't go to a club in the U.S. like I, it's a fun <laughs> experience like if you're into like I love Korean hip-hop and R&B so if you're into that like the Me too. definitely for you oh, definitely. but I will also kind of say I haven't seen like that type of discrimination but there has been situations in clubs where I went to this club. I don't know if you guys know attention. If you've been to Korea, you know, if you haven't been, you should go there if you're of age and if that's something you like to do. Um, the clubs over there are free until a certain time. Some of them are free all night, but the clubs that I liked were free until 12. So you go there, get a little stamp, get a free shot, leave, and kind of do that until 12, and then kind of choose what you want to do. But towards the end of my stay, a couple of non-POC foreigners would kind of go in this club and just make havoc. So they would start, ended up charging foreigners 5,000 won. So I kind of asked the guy, because I was kind of pretty friendly with the bouncer, he was like, yeah, a lot of like, sorry, white people, a lot of white people come to the club and they just mess everything up and they vomit everywhere. So we kind of had to just start charging everyone. I'm sorry, but that's just how it's going to have to be until we kind of figure out what to do. Isn't that so every guess, single country in the world? White people don't come, wreck, sign up. It's like, dang it. Well, we I know. And ruin, and ruin my free time. But it is what it is. <laughs> it's fine. It's cool, whatever. But that's something I would say. Um, just I just thank God I didn't have any discriminatory um, experiences because I know that can be really traumatic. And I know that could deter- deteriorate people from going to mm-hmm. this country. But like Ashley said, like there's going to be discrimination everywhere. So just please be around your surroundings. Also, piggybacking on what she said, um, just because, like, you are a fan of, like, K-pop Korean culture or things of that nature, please don't go around speaking Korean and saying oppa and uni and things of that nature because that's weird. And people will tell you you're weird, and that just gives foreigners and K-pop fans a bad name, in my opinion. Please don't do that. Please don't meet a guy and be like, oh, my God, can I call you oppa? Don't do that. Please don't. Because... Because if you're a close enough guy friends with someone, they will tell you to do that. But if you're like a 21-year-old girl just looking to have a little kiki-kiki, don't do that because it's not funny. And I really, I'm not Korean, but I find it a little bit offensive. But let's see if you're there. Um, just like, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel bad saying this, but like, in terms of like, shockers, like, Sally to say, if you're Black, you're going to be treated differently than Koreans, obviously. <laughs> But it also is a thing of the way that you present yourself. So, like, when I go, like, I, it's also about the colorism as well. So, I'm not light-skinned. I'm not dark. I'm medium tone. So, that also has something to do with the way I was treated. I, like, depending on your build as well, I'm very curvy. So, that kind of had something to do with the way I was treated. My hair was straight. So, that's kind of determined the way I was treated compared to people who look different than me. That's also just a big issue. I would say just make sure your confidence is on 1,000 because there's going to be a lot of situations where you feel like you are less than because 
you may go somewhere and you think people look better than you. You may go to the mall and you are beautiful and curvy in America, but your the clothes don't fit you there and they don't go past up your thighs. Don't feel like you are not worthy or beautiful because you don't fit that standard. I know for me that was like a oh shit moment. I'm sorry for Kristen. That was like a oh shit moment. I can't fit a pair of pants. So what the hell are we gonna do? But just be confident in yourself. Like self confidence is so key. I know that can be really lost when we go there. So just really be confident. Find a group of friends that will empower you. I guess another shocking thing is couple culture. <sighs> like I, I oh was just god. gonna. I was just gonna add on to that. Oh my god! <laughs> like when I tell y'all, like couples are cute, but relationships are very very pushed over there. And it's like we're gonna match. We're gonna wear the same underwear, the same socks, the same earrings. I like that. Please be autonomous, but that's all. Um, I do want to say, because I didn't get to talk about my discrimination. Um, I didn't really have any, dis- I'm not going to say I didn't have any discrimination towards me while I was in Korea. I just probably didn't notice. I don't want to take it away from anyone, but from what I understood, um, I felt really comfortable. Uh oh, audio might have oh, gone on mute. There we go. Yeah, now we can hear you. Okay, cool, cool. So sorry. Yes, we can. So, um, what basically what I'm trying to say is that I have social anxiety, and the only time, any place I didn't have social anxiety was when I was in Korea, which is weird because obviously I felt like everyone was looking at me, but I just didn't give a hoot. Um, as uh, Courtney and Ashley said, you your confidence. Okay, it keeps doing it. What is going on? I want to. You know what? Um, this space don't have to be like this to me. Uh, so I'm just basically going to say, like, um, to piggyback what everyone else said, there are places that just know foreigners, and it has nothing to do with you. It can be whatever it is. Um, nine out of ten times. It's because Korea has um, military. You know, it has the U.S. military there. And let's the, the military be acting a, a fool, acting a donkey sometimes. So sometimes they're like, yeah, for us to avoid that, let's just, you know, Y'all just can't come in here. Um, also, if you're, you know, you don't have to to party to have a good time. You and your friends can go to like a Nordbong or something. Uh, just be very aware of where you're going. If you don't like a lot of people, don't go to a club. You don't got, you don't like loud music, don't go to a club. You don't like people who don't, uh, who might not appreciate your space, don't go to a club. Don't put yourself in a situation where you might not only because you feel like you have to. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, Ash? Oh, just being silly. Same thing with if you don't feel like dating, don't. Because everybody, if you're there, and I know what the next question is going to be about, but if you're there and you are a teacher, your students are going to ask you, yeah, Sam, do you have a boyfriend? No. Oh, do you have a husband? No. And they will flat out tell you, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad that you're single. So, like, so if you're not into trying the dating scene while out there, which can be and a torturous mess, it. and it's not because you're a foreigner, it's just it's just odd and very different. Just, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will actually channel Kat who's not here and, because she's always saying the ghetto the dating out there is ghetto. So um it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. So uh, <laughs> I'd rather swallow Just a snake. You know. It is very ghetto. Um, coming from a person who I don't want to say I was interested in dating. I'm young, y'all. 
I think you can assume from what I'm young. So I want to try all these different things. But I would say if you want to date and have that experience, please, please be safe. Please be safe because sex is very taboo over there. And the hookup culture is very real. And there's also also these, um, sorry, like stereotypes of American women are fast and the whole thing. I want to black girl this and that so just please be aware of people alternative motives with you and also be aware of using protection std culture stds are very raging for you i'm not gonna lie to y'all i knew people who've gotten like chlamydia yeast whatever from men because sex is not talked about in school sex is very taboo to have sex you have to go to a love hotel because people don't live by themselves. So you need to be very careful of who you're sleeping with, who you are finagling with, and what have you, because men won't tell you if they have these diseases or not. So please be aware. If you want to use Tinder, like, that's fine. Just please be aware of that as well. Catfishing does happen. I know there's this popular app called Meef. Um, If y'all want to know more about Meef, please DM me, but just don't. It's the seventh level of hell, y'all. It's like purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Just don't. If you want to know more about catfish and DM me so I can send you to my <laughs> Like, YouTube. just don't. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, if you want to meet a guy or a female or whatever, or what have you, like, just meet them in person, like, a bookstore, a concert, a shop, a restaurant, a club. I don't know if you really want to do that, but what so have you in person first, but just please be safe and just also with echoing what everyone said if that's not your thing that's not your thing and don't allow people to pressure you to do anything you don't want to do because that ends up being wrong and so be it you may be at home by yourself because everyone wants to go party you would rather be home alone safe and sound knowing that you're not going to risk your life for feeling uncomfortable than trying to fit in with someone and you will find friends there you will find things to do by yourself let's just be careful in terms of that just please be careful absolutely wear a condom communication just be careful be yourself and also i have to add to that just just be upfront for what you want to be completely honest um there are some people in korea who go directly for foreigners they just know it's a quick jump off do not you know live in a world of reality do not live in a world of what pad yes you're in korea yes it's pretty all this stuff everything might be going to your um the way you want it but just because you see someone who is attractive you know don't just be like, okay, well, you know, make make responsible choices for yourself. Do not feel like you need to be pressured to do this or do that because you had it in your head one time. Like that's that really does not not only does it doesn't make sense, it also it also takes away from you as a person. Like you are not just this one night experience for some person to talk about, you know, oh yeah, hooked up with blah blah blah. Like you are definitely more than that i definitely know there's some pressure and things like that but don't just go for it and don't just date a guy or give a guy a time of day just because he's korean because when i be looking at these stories and things like that and i be seeing these faces baby the two plus two equals bitch it is not adding up so please make sure that you know your worth please make sure that you understand like yes you can definitely hang out and of course you're grown uh, well, most of you will most likely be grown. You can do whatever you like with whoever you want, um, but just please be safe and please make sure you do things with a clear head. Yes. And um, okay, so I'm going to just quickly reset the room and 
yeah, this is all about traveling, being in Korea for people who have been in Korea for short visits, longer period of time. And uh, we have gone through basically most of the questions uh, for this, for the first part of it. And then um, we do have some specific questions that I do need to ask because we did have people ask these questions. And then if we have time, we'll definitely take requests or um, sort of request to speak. Uh, so, Charles, I did see your request. That's going to be um, a little bit later. Right now, we're trying to get through just, like, the general things that I think will help a lot of people um, and, and also just some specific questions that were asked to us. And so um, my last – one of my last questions is going to be language, obviously. Um, did you feel that you needed to learn Korean to go to Korea? Uh, did you speak Korean at all? And, um, and also to, um, was there like any sort of like, if you could pick one place for people to visit, what would it be? And I'll just start. I didn't need to speak any Korean when I was out there. Like everything is in English, basically. Um, I spoke some Korean with like my tour guide. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. And I, I swear, all I said was like, Anya, like, I didn't say anything like elaborate or special. Like, she was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's so cool that you want to learn my language. But I didn't need to, I did not need to speak any Korean at all. And in terms of like the place to travel, I went to the DMZ. And that was very, 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 very surreal. It was like crazy. Like, one, to learn about more of the current history between North and South Korea because you know everybody knows the war and like you know how Korea split after Japanese occupation but to know like the extent that North Korea tried to like invade Seoul there's like this one like they literally tried to dig through the ground to get to Seoul so they could bring their armies up and like South Korea figured it out obviously but you could actually walk down this big hole <laughs> at the DMZ um, and it was so deep and just like the amount of work that you have to do to do something like that is just mind-boggling and also like there's this one part at like the actual like there's this like train station I guess where they were trying to do this like train that goes from like the Koreas to like um Russia and through China I guess the Soviet bloc at the time or whatnot and if you go down there you can actually get your passport stamped to say that you were in North Korea because technically that is North Korea and I didn't do it because I didn't want to have any trouble any trouble or any problems when I wanted to like go home <laughs> or do anything else but that was like a really cool experience um, for me. But yeah, what do you, what about you guys? Um, for me, I'm as far as learning Korean, I literally drilled Korean in my head. I was just I was even dreaming in Korean at one point. As soon as I stepped one of my crusty little toes off the airplane, I forgot every single all of it. I forgot it all. I literally forgot all of it. I was just so I was so shocked. Like it was just I was like. I, I, you guys understand, you know, when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to Korea. You're on the plane, like, oh my God, I'm going to Korea. And you're in Korea, you're like, oh snap, I'm in Korea. Like that, that kind of fried my brain a little bit. Um, but um, it did slowly but surely come back, but I didn't really need it. Um, as Matt said, it's just like, you know, just the minimal will be, will be good for you. I would suggest, you know, learning the numbers one through 10, 
the five, you know, what, where, when, how, and, you know, how much is this as far as like, you know, eating and traveling and stuff like that. Um, but, and I'm, and I'm ashamed to say that I really, you know, my hunger is no mood, nipple, like really bad. I didn't even practice since. Um, but I know if I were to go again, cause I was supposed to go now, but you know, pandemic but i know if i go again i it would either come back to me or i just know i won't need it um but i will suggest you know to learn hangul be familiar with those characters and those sounds learn how to piece it together um because not every place is going to have it in english it's just good to know um as far as like one place to visit chunkish on stream so sorry like that is my place i've been i was there probably Every single day, no matter where I was, I would either look at pictures and videos or I'll try to go back. It's just absolutely beautiful. I fell in love. I've been in love with it since I was like, you know, eight years old. So if there's only one place for you to go, that will be it. Like, um, yeah, I, I think that's it. That was all the questions, right? Like landmark. That was that was okay. Yeah, cool, that was cool. a good deal. <laughs> uh, hope I can be heard. I had to switch headphones. Am I good, y'all? You good, baby. You good. <laughs> um, if you are in the major metropolitans, Seoul, uh, Busan, Daegu, and depending upon who you ask, uh, Guangzhou, then you don't really need English. Everybody in Korea learns English from kindergarten all the way until college. Doesn't mean that they necessarily speak it, but they are completely literate of it. They can read it. They can write in it. But if you want more opportun more opportunities, you have got to speak Korean. And just like any language, if you're a person who speaks multiple languages or you aspire to be a polyglot, you don't use it, you will lose it. And that's the biggest heartbreak of leaving Korea is that I went from studying it for five years to speaking it every day to now, unless we go to certain restaurants and whatnot, it comes back, flooding back but I, I can't I can't hold a successful conversation. Two places. One for a historical standpoint, you have got to get to Udichi, my home. You have to go to Daegu and you need to go see Sheila. Ashley? Okay. I just muted everybody. Um <laughs> let's I'm gonna unmute. Hopefully that's gonna fix it. Yeah, so Ashley, sorry. Um, it, I think maybe there might be an issue with your mic. Yeah, she said she, she, it. she, said she changed um, over her headphones. So that. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, you might have to come out and come back in, maybe. See if that will. And then when you do come in, just request to speak. Thanks. Um, so that I can just fix that. Okay. Um, well, Courtney, while Ashley is fixing that, you want to answer? Sure. Um, I caught the last part of the definition of Korean. Um, I didn't. I'm pretty, like, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but I really wish I learned because now I want to work in, like, the Korean, like, pop culture space. So I know I'm going to have to learn it at some point in my life. 
but I didn't really have to because I did go to university over there and my university was in, was in English all the way through. So it really wasn't a necessity for me to learn it. Of course, I knew like basic phrases because I feel like when you travel to another country, you need to be able to at least try to speak their language. It may not be the perfect pronunciation, but as long as you try, I feel like that's just a respectful thing to do. I think it should be okay. Um, if you're in like Seoul and stuff, you really don't need it. Like Ashley was saying, everyone learns English from literally the womb to college. They may not want to use it with you because they're not comfortable with their pronunciation, but just always hype them up because with my school, I also was a peer advisor and my job was kind of to help people kind of navigate their way through university and stuff. And they would tell me like, I know English pretty well, but I'm just really not comfortable speaking it with you because you're a native speaker and I just don't want people to make fun of me. Like kind of just hype them up because their English is really good and they work hard in learning it. So I don't think you need it, but if you want to work in Korea, I say 100% you need to because you just got to do it. And for the last question, was it about, like, if you could, um, If you could pick, like, one tourist or one one place in Korea, like, that people have to visit, where would it oh, be? Oh, um, North Seoul Tower. Right? Nansen, what is that called, y'all? The tower? Seoul Tower? Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the yeah, yeah y'all gotta go there it's so beautiful um and first you gotta take the trolley gotta take that trolley thing up but then you gotta walk down the hill i'm pulling on my list right now actually um yeah and so tower hongdae is a good option if you're into that partying stuff like we talked about <clears throat> um yeah until tower sadly sm coex is closed i'm sorry y'all if you wanted to go there i went there that was on my list um togen market it's kind of like a market where you get like coins and you get really good food it's so delicious go there um honestly just go to places off the beaten path like that's where the best food is the best food is like under the street like wherever like just be adventurous yeah yes oh ash is black is back let me add as a speaker Ashley? I hope. Yes! Yay! <laughs> I Yay. hope. Okay, that, it's good. It, and actually, Courtney was just finished. So if you want to continue what you were saying about where to visit, that'd be great. Oh, sure. I only had two places that I encourage. Going to Tegu and specifically going to see Shilla. That is where one of the original three kingdoms of Korea was in the late 7th century. And uh, the other one, if you are a fan of K-pop, get to the K-pop museum, which is in Jeju-do. It's absolutely incredible. It is the beginning of music in the entire country, the influence that other nations had, and where it's uh, possibly going. My headphones is raggedy. Hello? Is it it's should be good now. Hello? Hopefully so. Hola. Okay. I, I think oh it's working now. I hear everybody. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I can hear everyone. Twitter spaces <laughs> stays janky. I don't know why they don't fix these things. But okay. 
That is great. So before we get into questions from the audience, and we are definitely going to take some questions from the audience, I do have um, a couple of questions that people did send us. So one was from JP, and they wanted to know if there's an airline that you recommend. I flew Air Canada, and I flew direct, because I knew that um, if I wanted to come back and get stuff from like duty free, and I did like um, layover stops and things like that, I might not be able to get certain things. Because when I was coming back from Thailand, they wouldn't let me um, get duty free stuff there, even though it was super cheap and like so exotic and things like that, because I was I had a layover in the States. So I just found like for me, a direct flight from Toronto to Korea was better because then I could just get whatever I wanted and there wasn't any restrictions. Uh, But yeah, I did Air Canada and I actually booked directly through Air Canada, not through like Expedia or any of those other places, just because there wasn't a price difference. But do you guys have any like specific airlines that you Um, I actually have a whole spreadsheet that I did on this. Y'all know how I said it took me two years to plan. I took the cheapest flight that I possibly could. Um, but it actually was the most efficient. So I live in South Florida. I live in Miami. Um, and as far as, you know, which prefer airline, it only depends on your main city. For example, if you're in Atlanta, um, in Atlanta, Georgia, their flag, uh, Delta flagship is in, of course, Atlanta and Atlanta, I said Atlanta and Delta teams with, um, uh, Korean air. So if you're flying from Atlanta, for a direct flight, you're most likely going to go Delta, land in um, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and then go from Korean Air um, to land in Korea. Um, it also, honestly, it really goes by your city or the largest international airport that you're nearby. Um, I flew United in American Airlines. Uh, I would definitely say you have to look at certain things like comfortability. You're not going to be on a three hour flight. My love, this is going to be, it could be from 18 hours to a full, you know, day and a half. So you have to look at things that are going to make you comfortable. I use Google flights and I use Expedia. Um, As far as the difference with Expedia, there is really not a difference, but you do get points. And with those points that I uh, booked my flight, it paid for half of my um, hotel. Um, That's probably the best tip that I can give. Also, you will want to look at Google flights because Google flights can have flight um, like flight routines and also the prices of the flight up to 10 months ahead. So you can literally plan to your trip right now if you're going to go to Korea in July of 2022 right now. So um, I would suggest just do your homework and m- make sure that you know you're going to be sitting upright, perpendicular to the world for about 18 hours and you know you should be good. So that's my advice. Hopefully I can be heard since I'm out here trashing the space. <laughs> I am here for those of you who got a real small budget and have never done anything. (laughs) If you are able to afford a straight flight on Korean air, it is an experience and it is definitely worth having. If you are, however, the type who got more month than you do paycheck, you might want to consider checking out momondo.com or kiwi.com, K-I-W-I. 
They will rustle up every single option available on every single website available to let you know what kind of flights you can afford. And you can even extend that a little bit more for yourself by going with airfordable.com. They are a black owned business that allows you to pay on a flight, regardless of who the airline is. Some airlines do allow you to make payment plans through them, but this takes care of it completely. They pay for your flight up front. You make your payments bi-weekly or tri-weekly with them, and it takes care of the fees. So if you are the type who was trying to get out of here on $600 and not $600 plus tax, those are some ways to consider. Uh, I do want to add uh, YYZ is a really good site to use. And um, so YYD, YYZ, and then I would go obviously from Toronto um, and you would literally just put in where you want to go. So I actually just did a check for Korea and they have flights from like 644 to 744 round trip. And they have 2022 dates available because they're optimistic like that. But YYZ is also a really good resource to use if you want to look for like cheap flights. And sometimes if you don't, for the most part, if you don't mind layovers and just, you know, maybe more um, <laughs> uh, exotic or um, energetic sort of like flight plans, that would be like a good resource to use as well too if you're on a budget. Yeah, uh, I okay. did a straight shot Delta Korean air flight from New York. I didn't want to go through the hassle of layovers. I had all these bags. I like cried before I left because I was leaving my mom, my grandma. Oh no. Regard that. Yeah, like it was so emotional for me. Like it was my first time traveling abroad without my parents so it was like really hard I just didn't want to leave like my grandma at the time she was like 85 now she's 91 so I just didn't want to leave them like alone but regardless of me and my emotions I just took a direct flight because I just didn't want to have that hassle and like yeah you need to do what's best for you and even if it's a little bit more expensive if you're really tall and you need that extra leg room do what you gotta do I'm five seven so thank God the legroom was just enough for me. But if you're like 5'10", 5'11", if you got to get the extra legroom, get the extra legroom. Because you will be, like you said, upright for 14 hours. Uncomfortable. But at least you could drink some wine on the plane. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the best part about international flights is the, yeah. is the unlimited alcohol. Wow. I, yep. I was watching. Mm-mm. I was... Poor, poor, I feel sorry for the person next mm-hmm. to me because I was just gone. Mouth open, snoring. It was great. <laughs> no, right. And I was underage. The students was like, right or white? I said, oh, white, please. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I have two questions as well. Um, Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. She um, asked three questions, but we already talked about one. So the first question is, is it possible to create a job for myself in Korea if I don't want to teach? I got the answer for that one. Yeah. Yes, but there's a lot of loops to jump uh, jump through. A lot. Um, super duper, a whole bunch. There is a way. You can get into other entertainment companies. You can um, get into the tech side of things. It's a little bit easier if you're in science. But the unfortunate thing for foreigners, if you are not willing to become a long-term permanent resident or a citizen, there is no upward bound movement for you in your career, which was one of the big reasons why I came back to America only to F around and get stuck. But um, there's no upward movement unless you are willing to create a business of your own. 
If you are in Seoul metropolitan area, there are a lot of incubator programs and a big black owned and PLC uh, environment that will help you getting your business off the ground and whatnot. There is a lot of influx of foreigners coming to start very unique and distinct tech businesses there, but there are other opportunities. It's absolutely worth it if you can get out there and get accepted into one of the programs. It's very competitive. Yeah, I have to agree. It's extremely um, competitive. Uh, the reason why I decided that I wanted to be a, um, an English professor at a university and not just a regular degla um, uh, teacher was because of, yo, once you're a teacher in South Korea, get comfortable because they will not, the chances of you moving upward is just not going to happen. Um, yeah. But you can create a job for yourself. But that that is more if you want to stay there permanently, be a resident. Absolutely. I have a friend who um, he does fitness over there. He's a personal trainer over there. I have a friend who started a pole company um, and all that stuff. I have a cousin who does twerking classes. Um, I mean, Ooh. yeah, yes, yeah, she do. She she be killing it. Her, 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 I wanna know. her students, however, I mean, they have the best, you know what, the fact that they believe in themselves so much, it speaks volumes. But yes, you know, she she create, she rented out um a, a studio. She um charges $25 an hour, 2-hour session, and she and she teaches them how to twerk to the best of their ability. I'm going. Oh, go I'm for going. it, please. Go go for it. Uh but yeah, you can totally make your own, you can make your own business. I mean, sweetie, the world is yours. You just have to be under. You, just, you must understand that it's going to be hard. Like it took her forever to get a loan um, from, you know, the bank because she was like, yeah, I want to make a dance company. And they're like, OK, what kind of dance? And, you know, imagine their face when she just looked them dead in the eyes and say twerking company. And this is not like my super duper eloquent customer. This is my customer. Uh, uh, I say customer. This is my cousin who's a strip. So she has absolutely no grace whatsoever. So she's just like, yeah, I want a twerking company. Yeah, I need this loan. My credit good. So it's it's really, it's hard. You can do it. And we want you to do it. As Ashley said, there's a lot of POC out there who uh, will, you know, look out for each other and network. So y'all y'all guys can do it. So, you know, just have faith in yourself. Yeah, I have no advice for that because I was a student. But believe in yourself. Try, try, try. Because... Just put your best foot forward. I believe in you. Just try your hardest and never take no for an answer. Yeah. And then the second question that Jacqueline had was major life lesson you learned while working there. Who I'm going to let Ashley go first. I'm going to let Ashley go first. Can you repeat that question for Masara, please? Uh, yes. Any life lesson that you learned mm -hmm. while working in Korea? Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't get very preachy. I'll just simply say that God will give it to you. Just be real clear what you're hey, asking wow. for and be very ready for it to not look the way that you thought. I love that. Take us to church, dang it. Um, for me, what I've... Wait, what's the question again? I know the question I just lost it. Nat, what was the question? The biggest um, 
life lesson that you can take away from being in Korea? Oh, the life lesson uh, definitely is my motto. One monkey don't stop the show. Uh, when I went, like, my husband was just like, if you go on this flight, our marriage is over. Because he just couldn't see the vision at that time. So when he told me that, he was like, told, like literally 3 o'clock in the morning, like 3.13, my flight leave at, what, 7? He's like, if you go on this trip, our marriage is over. So I was like, all right. So I left. And um, <laughs> and I just told myself, like, look, if I can do this here, if I can get this job and I can be successful and I can do what I want and, like, have a good time. Because before this, I've been working nonstop. I mean, since I was 16, I never had a vacation. So I told myself, if I can do this, I can do anything. And I went there and not only did I get the job that I wanted, I got six different job offers while I was there and it really made me feel confident. And my biggest takeaway is just go for it. Like the most they can say is no, you never know what you can achieve. If you keep stopping yourself, stop because I feel like, okay, <clears throat> let me not get loud, but I feel like we, especially as um, the younger generation, as women, as black women, as black people in general, we kill our own dreams before they even get to, uh, you know, to grow. So we just got to go for it. It doesn't matter what people think, what people say, you know, soon as you achieve your dream, the people, your naysayers are going to be the first one saying like, oh, I knew you can do it, girl. Yeah. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about before. My hands were full. I I just couldn't get to my phone at the time. But yes, uh, I didn't work in Korea. But uh, yeah, I second and third, everything that's been said, like, once again, we do kill our own dreams and we do sort of um, extinguish our own light uh, just because, you know, we're afraid of trying trying to do things. And, um, you know, you hear all these stories on YouTube, you know, we talked about YouTube earlier and like discrimination people face out there and things like that. And it, it does sort of dim the mood and it does make you not want to do things, but you're going to face discrimination everywhere. Does that mean, does that mean you're, gonna, you're not going to leave your house? think about it right so if you want to travel if you want to do things definitely um just do it do the research obviously to keep yourself safe but there's no limit there's no limit outside of what you can't perceive um and what you're not willing to work towards or work for so I just honestly I think like my life model basically at this moment this point is just do the thing so <laughs> I definitely think you just need to do the thing. We did get an anonymous question. Oh, wait, can I just add on um, something really quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was like, absolutely. I said, like, I work as a peer advisor, so I worked closely with a lot of the faculty and staff and other student staff in my school, and they were all Korean except for two people. So I would just say be mindful of just the culture that you're in. I don't remember anything I learned in Com 101, y'all, but essentially, like, Americans are very, like, straightforward to the point. If someone could give me the phrase, that'd be great. If not, that's fine. But Koreans are very, like, beat around the bush, and you got to do things slyly, things of that nature, and they don't take you being blunt as a good thing. I've been in situations at work where people weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, and I would tell them bluntly, like, hey, you didn't do this right. Please fix it, and they would kind of take offense to that. So just please be aware if you do end up getting a job in anything. Just the cultures are very different. In Western society, um, you will face adversity, obviously, but just keep pushing. Like, I've had some times where 
people just didn't want to follow what I said because they didn't trust my opinion because I was an American. But it is what it is. Just follow your dreams and just do it. Yeah, definitely read the room. Definitely research the culture and read the room as well. We did have an anonymous question. And the question was, do you know of anyone who relocated to Korea with a family or as a single parent? I do. I do. Oh, if so, what was it like for them? If not, do you know of any helpful resources or any insights on that? Yes. Not so much the helpful resources as I'm not a parent. However, there was an author I interviewed and her name is uh, EJ Aser, or it used to be Sankofa. Um, her and her son, she's a Ghanaian American, and she had a very successful career here in Southeast United States and decided she wanted to do something very extreme and packed up her and her son and his pet bird named Johnny. So she has a book called Joshua and Johnny Adventures, and the first one is about their time in Korea. And they've been there for many, many years. Um, This woman did a lot of the research some of us have done. And I'm quite confident others that were more relevant to her as a parent. But it's doable. It's absolutely doable. I definitely um, agree. Uh, One of my one of my friends, someone that I know, um, the one who has the um, the personal fitness, he actually moved his daughter, him and his daughter, because he's a single father um, to Korea. Um, and also, uh, I was looking into it myself because y'all remember when I said my husband was just like, Hey, our marriage is over. If you go to Korea, <laughs> this is a set, get, now sure look did. at him now sure studying did. his Korean. Now look at him. So, um, because, you know, after I came back and I came back successful and then the money started going, um, rolling in and he realized what he thought it was. He thought that. I was going to basically get up and go. He thought that I was, he's like, I thought you was going to leave me. I thought that you was going to fight. Cause at this time I was obsessed with Tammy. He's like, I thought you was going to go fight Tammy. If I bury him and leave me all this stuff, you know, all like snot rolling down his nose and all these things. I was like, bro, you know, relax. I, I just like him because he's everything that, you know, God ever wanted personified. But, um, we're actually looking into it because uh, my husband actually got a, a modeling offer, like two modeling offers, because he is six four and he is fine as hell. You okay. know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You feel okay. me? Like I, I did good with this one, and um, you know, he got some opportunities, um, and we also have a small business between us, and um, you know, our, I'm already like you know semi established over there because I do have a nice solid you know career there and you know we're taking a trip of the three of us him myself and um our son next year so I know it's possible because when I asked when I told my um university I was like hey you know um I'm thinking about kind of you know staying here for a bit they're just like oh hell yeah so if you have a really good like if you've been teaching here for a while there are some places that you can um just let them like hey I'm thinking about moving my family they would actually you know help you out with it but is it something that we want to do permanently? No, nah, we're looking at, my husband and I are kind of looking at maybe going to Korea for like two years or so to get my son, you know, ingratiated a little bit, you know. And plus, it looks great on, you know how great that looks on your resume as a, you know, when, as like a kid? Like, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I just stayed in Korea for like two years or whatever, whatnot. Like, I'm not trying to pay for university. I need someone to give him a scholarship. So, yeah, it's definitely possible. 
I know someone who did it and I'm planning on doing it myself. So if I have any resources, um, I'll pass it on to Nat and Nat, I guess you give it to Anonymous. Yes. So actually I was going to say two. Um, I did look it up and I did find some websites and actually two YouTube videos, one from the Happy Project and one from um, the Black Experience Japan, but they were both basically about being single moms in Korea, but single moms who are foreigners, who one woman had brought her kid over, so their child was not Korean. Um, And then the other two had married men in Korea and had children and were divorced or in the process of divorcing. So uh, I'll send you those. And then there's another one um, just like about tips on how to move your family to Korea. So yeah, when I get all that information together, I'll just send it to you. If anybody else wants that information, I can, you know, share it on the timeline as well, too. Um, I'll just do that after this. Uh, Nat, did you get my question? Um, Okay, great. I did. I did. So uh, we got another question. And it is what types of visas do you need as a student who wants to get into the entertainment industry and be a teacher? So I am not I I've never worked in Korea. I did, you know, in my earlier K-drama days, want to think about like working in Korea as an English teacher, because that's basically what so many people have done. And I did look up, I think it's, uh, is it Tazo or Tafo or something like that? I did look up a lot of videos on that, on how to um, apply and get your credentials together um, and then apply like to work in Korea. And then basically a lot of the companies take, they're the ones who handle a lot of that that paperwork for you um but i i assume that our panelists will have a better clearer idea of that um this is where my emotions get a little touchy so i would highly encourage you all to look at visaskorea.com v-i-s-a-s korea.com it is an immigration consultancy agency and they work in multiple languages and the visa stuff changed in the past three months, which was just like another nail in the coffin for me getting out there. Yes, there are E2 visas that you can acquire if you are granted a uh, granted access to a job there. There is also a visa that you can apply for that allows you to search for a job legally while there because plenty of us do it illegally. United States lets you stay in South Korea for 90 days and m- many people do work under the table and whatnot. But there are some very drastic changes that have occurred, particularly if you intend on being a permanent resident there, that were silently changed. And that website has blog articles about it, as well as the most up-to-date information. So it's not difficult, but it's no longer as easy. Well, yeah, well, you know, I will look into it and I'll see if there's any extra resources and I will put together something. And I'll put it on our site, on our Nyan Wix site. And so we have just information to share because sharing is caring. And that also, you know, removes a, a barrier for you to be able to go to Korea if that's what you want to do. You know, if teaching is something that you're passionate about. And I do want to stress, if you want to go to Korea <laughs> and you think the easiest way to do that is as a teacher, Ooh. you know, like, guys, First of all, teaching is a job and it is a very important job. You know, it's not just for anybody to do this. The the future of these children, you know, 
are in your hands. And I really don't. And I, I know that there's like negative stereotypes towards a lot of foreigners because of the fact that some people just use it as a free trip or they see it as a, right. as a trip, you know? And please be yeah, honest so. with yourself. Like I, I yeah. like me personally, um, this is going to sound terrible. I hate kids except mine. Like everyone else's style is just <laughs> a nuisance, but I like mine. Uh, so I, there was no way that I was going to go to, even though it was the easiest way for me, I was not going to teach no dang kids. I don't like kids like that. I was like, no, nah, it's just not going to happen. I didn't even apply for those jobs. I was like, no, I don't like kids because kids can't be responsible for themselves. That's why I was determined to get myself a job where I teach adults. And there are jobs where you don't have to be like an English professor. Like uh, there's a place called YBM that I actually went to um apply to where it's like you it's it's like a hangwon so you just teach privately um you know you can teach adults you don't have to teach children so don't please don't mess up these kids life and you know they don't know how to use certain predicates and things like that in english to help them in their future because you just wanted to see if you can catch opa on the street it's just not it's just not that's just not fair so and most and of course you can't stay and can live in Korea and not be a teacher. You can totally do that. You can save your money. It's not a very expensive place to be. Be here for like two, three months out the year. Cool. But you know, don't please don't try to fit yourself into a narrative that is not for you. I'm gonna give y'all the so we did wait one second another. on that. Just want to clarify. I, I like how they boosting yes. up the the argument of the teachers. These kids don't give a shit over there. I'm gonna just let y'all know. Oh my, they really they, don't. They're so rude. no, they don't because they don't because they don't have to because the entire nation is about only memorizing the information to pass tests. So exactly. you don't ever have to worry about them not knowing the stuff. They're gonna know it. Especially if you end up at a hagwon because their parents paid that extra money to make sure that they do. So yes, be real about your. Re- They did not take her away again. Uh Uh-uh. I think so. I think so. I was going to say, like, really quickly, just be honest about if you really want to teach or not. Because, like, everyone said teaching over there is a full-time job. I have a friend who taught over there. And she was like, yeah, I even work on weekends sometimes just with, like, grading papers. And, like, um, grading papers and making up, like, the schedule to teach. uh, Lesson plans and stuff like that. So if you just want to go on a free ride to do whatever the hell you want teaching is definitely not the case and you probably will get let go if you're not putting in 100 percent the effort so just keep that in mind absolutely yes we did get a question in dm but i figured since Charles has been waiting a long time uh, did you have a question something to add to what we've been talking about oh you're muted Oh, hi. Oh, no, I was just wondering about the whole, um, the teaching thing, because I've always loved teaching. I love babysitting. I really tutor most of the people at my church who, like, have little kids. So I just wanted to know how would I go about getting the visa. So thank you for answering my question. Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely still going to put a resource together so that there's links. And I'll focus on, like, international and North America um, so that people can you know, if that's what you want to do, you sound like you're passionate yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> that'll definitely be something that you can look into um, shortly. So um, I'll put Chelsea, I can sure. definitely tell mm-hmm. you that um, when you apply, most of the visa stuff really is on the side of the school. 
But um, mm-hmm. there is a website that I did apply to, not I applied to a couple of years ago. Um, I think mm-hmm. it would fit you perfectly. Um, it okay. also has a video that tells you step by step the process, and um, mm-hmm. it's really good. I think we all know this Chungdom. Anyone who Chungdom um, school, it's it's like it's like the Burberry of Hong Kong. I'm gonna send you the website. And, okay, um, thank you. It's, it's it's fully in English. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend that um that you know I have a friend with connects. Um, and oh, she kind of okay. does a bit of the recruiting, so you know, um, you feel me. You know, yeah, whatever you need, um, we're gonna help. Okay, because I usually what I teach is like kids from ages three to ten, so yeah, that's what I usually do. I'm um actually the head coordinator at my church for the youth department. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. God bless you, cause girl, three to ten. Oh no. Yeah, I usually try to give like my like secretary or like an assistant teachers the kids over six years old because honestly I don't have patience for people over six sometimes especially seven-year-olds they just love to like back talk you know sometimes like even though I'm a really patient person it's sometimes hard but you know I really have a passion for um young kids education especially like early development so yeah yeah, and they start school really early, and they do a lot of, like, before and after school stuff. Oh, okay, so well, that's good. I think there's definitely room for it. Okay, cool. All right, thank you, guys. Uh, thanks. Uh, okay, so if anybody has any questions, you can request uh, at this time. I think Ashley might be on listener mode right now, so that uh, it'll just be me and my other lovely two. Oh, but we do have some requests, so... Let's start with Dora. Hey, you're on. But you did. Hello. Hey, hey. y'all. Um, I love everything you guys are talking about. Um, I was actually planning on going to Korea with a friend later this year, but we decided the two-week quarantine was not it. Uh, but I do have one question. So... To give a little context, I'm from the Midwest, but I lived in New York for a while before the pandemic, and then I moved back, and when I was in New York, the air quality was just so different from the Midwest, because in the Midwest, it's really, really clean, and in New York, it's okay, but, like, the pollution and the air quality is just so different that my sensitive skin started to break out, and it was honestly the most traumatic thing. And a worry I had about visiting Korea in particular was that I hear so much about the air quality and apparently they blame it on China and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't want to start breaking out because my skin's really clear now, but I don't want to start breaking out again because of the poor air quality and how different it is from where I live right now. So I wanted to know what you guys thought of the air quality and if any of you have sensitive skin yourselves and what your experience was like. I'm going to be 110% um, honest with you. The air quality is like seventh layer of hell some days. There is an app that tells you Um, what kind of day it's going to be, what kind of mask that you need. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I did not take heed to this at all. I'm, as I said before, I'm from South Florida, so I'm used to very clear, 
fresh air. I and it was the first time. And my friend Chesda, she's like, she texted me. She was like, hey, make sure you have a mask when we go today because I was we we're going to the coex, the SM coex. I was like, okay. So literally, my, like the door to my hotel was about I want to say one I had to be at least at the very most six feet and I don't mean any exaggeration away from a 7-eleven when you go to Korea you're going to see a whole bunch of 7-elevens 36 on the same block things of that nature all I had to do was go six feet I didn't I, I still wore my slippers in my bonnet in my pajamas six feet out the hotel door to the 7-eleven to get a mask and I just walked right back two hours later I it felt like I swallowed a Brillo pad the air quality was that bad I was only outside for a full total of 30 seconds to go to the um 7-eleven get in get my mask and come back out if Sunday some days it's so bad that when you go to let's say the bus stop the bus stop in itself will tell you, hey, the air quality about to get real, real trash. So I hope you have your mask on. Um, I do not have sensitive skin at all. Um, I'm not one of those, I don't break out easily. I don't have sensitive skin. I can use, you know, regular lotion, no problem. But my hands were exposed for a bit because I went in the winter. It was it, it was itching like crazy. I'm not going to front. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make it pretty. The air quality is but. So you have to make sure that you take care of yourself when you go out there, honestly. I agree with that. Thankfully, when I was there, the air quality wasn't that bad. Um, But I do have quite sensitive skin. So I was like, I noticed about the second week that I was breaking out a little bit. Um, The good thing, though, is that it's South Korea. So there's like, I went to get a facial. (laughs) So I, I, you know, like, there's an option there. It wasn't very expensive. Um, And there's also like, so many skincare companies, um, especially like in Apujang. So like, you're fine um, with with sort of dealing with that. But yeah, the air quality is not great. And there wasn't like where I was located was very much a lot of buildings and things. And it's not a lot of like trees and like, you know, like parks and things like that. So that also didn't help. Um, I think like, obviously there's parts of Korea where it's just like a lot more nature. And I personally prefer those places because I find the air is cleaner, obviously. Uh, But in in Seoul, it is quite modern, right? It's kind of like very similar to my city, Toronto, in that regard. So, um, and the air quality is not the best here either. So uh, I would say definitely um, get the app try and make sure that you're aware of like when it's the best for air quality and when it's the worst like usually they have trends right so you'll be able to sort of have an idea of when the best time it is to sort of go and then sort of maybe plan your trip around that and maybe like stock up on things that are good for your skin um and you know wash your wash your face as soon as you get in um so you don't have like that debris and stuff like that sort of lingering on your skin too much exfoliate you know a little bit more often doesn't have to be with anything harsh um like a pha is fine you know and you know just make sure that you are taking care of your skin and your lungs so definitely wear a mask not just because of rona but in general yeah absolutely and um i don't have and i just want to kind of clear this up i don't have any um 
like I don't have asthma, I don't have bronchitis. I never had anything as far as with my lungs and it was it was that bad. So you just make sure you have to be um careful as Nat said to take care of yourself. You can still enjoy it. Um but I mean, I went in the winter. In the winter it's a little bit worse. It was like spring, like winter spring, it's a little worse, but you know, just take care of yourself and you would be fine. I think you'd be fine. Notice the big air quality difference in my opinion. I'm from New York, so the air is bad. Oh, you're from New York. Oh, you good? You you got iron lungs, girl. You good? Yeah, I I didn't really notice anything really, but I will say, um, in some cases when I did blow my nose, there would be um like black dust coming out. Um, so I'm guessing that's the air. It should be. I mean, I washed my nose, but like, yep, it's the yeah, just yeah. It would have been like yeah. Mindful. It's yeah. crazy. Be mindful, wear a mask, you know. It's a cute accessory, you know. It's cute at the so wear one. Masks are attractive. I'm just saying, you know. But masks will trap you. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> you had one of them. You had one of them, right? Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just real funny how you really think someone is that person. They take the mask off and you're like, oh. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful, Dora. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. All right. And then I have another question um, from, uh, let's see, Doe Do is starting. I'm sorry. I, I butchered that. But yes, what's your question? <laughs> Hi. Um, it's fine. Uh, my name is Yanni. Um, well, at least I go by that on here. But um, I have like a question related to what I think Ashley, I don't know. She was the she was the older lady in here who had problems with her mic. Um, and I was she had said something about like a black owned business. I don't know if it had to do with like traveling and like having to basically pay for like tickets and stuff like on yes. a budget mm-hmm. yeah so i was wondering if like y'all could give me the name of that oh, and like it's air affordable yeah. air affordable um she also um put in she also gave us kiwi um dot com to kind of mm-hmm. accolade you know everything that you might need to pay for for a flight and things like that so Airfordable and Kiwi.com. Yes. Airfordable is a black owned business that you can use to, um, you know, pay for your flight, um, you know, piece by piece. Um, also, it's not only your flight. You can also do like your flight and your hotel. Like if you go through, like if you're using Expedia, um, you can pay mm-hmm. for either bi- uh, bi-weekly or three or every three weeks. Um, and yeah, and, I mean, I haven't tried it. Because I, I use it as I would only probably use Air Affordable if I'm trying to get like first class. Um, but I'll just um, you know, it it is something that you can use. I think the minimum is like six hundred dollars um for like the flight itself. So you can you can totally do it. Airfordable.com and on kiwi.com. There are some um airlines also, guys, that use Klarna and Afterpay. And I know you're thinking, you lying. Nope. Um, you guys know Cecil? It's like Afterpay. Cecil has um, a, a company there that also you can pay for trips in pieces by like using Afterpay or Klarna. It's 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 pretty it's pretty nifty. So those are some things that I know um, 
Ashley mentioned, and those are things that you can also use to, you know, for your flight to finance your flight. My bad. Hello? Yes, Matt. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I actually put a tweet together with Airfordable and Kiwi as well. Um, I can't remember how to pin it, but <laughs> it's on the Nyan um, page right now. So that, that's there as well. I'll see if I can pin it. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I have like two more questions before I yeah, get off the yeah. bike. Um, so I think Mel, I don't know your name, Melanin Monroe. I'm so sorry. I don't know your name. But um, you were talking, I think you were talking about like the different Hagwans and you were like, you don't necessarily have to be an English teacher that's teaching kids there in South Korea. And I was like, kind of like wondering how you like you went about that, because like my current part-time job is like teaching South Korean adults who are kind of older than me <laughs> um English and I was like kind of like where I still do want to teach kids of course mm-hmm. but I was kind of like worried I'm like all right how am I going to handle the transition from teaching adults to teaching little kids because adults at least they can tell you with whatever limited English that they have it's like oh if they do if they like they can tell you like their their opinions on like your style of teaching you know so right. I was like yeah <laughs> Okay, so the question, uh, the question that you have for me is, how did I go from, how did I become a professor teaching English? Uh, sort of like, uh, sort of like, yes, and like also, if you knew of like different ways of like just be just having just being able to teach in okay. South Korea, like regardless. Okay, yeah. So, um, to be co- completely honest, I got my um teaching job at the university on a connect. I had a sorority sister who was married to this um, one, one of the faculty members for the English department. And, you know, I was like, girl, and she was like, girl, and I was like, girl. So I hate to say it, um, it was just a whole bunch of, it, it is a lot of politicking, but that's essentially what it was. Um, I mean, I was qualified for, but oh, sweetie, being qualified don't mean a jack thing sometimes in certain places. Um, and as far as teaching um, at the Hogwans, like with uh, YBM is probably one of the most pop one of the most popular ones is it's like a hog one but it specializes with adults and business individuals because we know English is the business language of the world and South Korea is booming when it comes to on to the international stage and then we have some people um, as I think I, I forgot who mentioned I don't know if it was Courtney who mentioned before but basically anyone under the age of 35 can speak English you know kind of well but a lot of the executives are older. So with uh, YBM, it's like a hogwan you can um, apply for. Um, They usually do go off of recommendations. So if you know somebody that knows somebody, um, that would also work. But you can also apply um, as it is. And for other people who are working, like, you know, I do have a handful of people who I know who I'm related to who work in Korea but do not like but have their own kind of business like with personal training and dance um that is just a lot of having a lot of monetary support like you know you're moving your entire family or yourself over there you need to make sure you have enough money in order to kind of support their business dreams but um i would suggest to 
um, apply. A lot of people go like the TEFL route, like teaching foreign, teaching English as a foreign language in schools, and they just get stuck there. They get pigeonholed there. Because once you are in that role, it's very hard for Korea to see you as doing anything else. They'll be like, well, you're doing so well with this. Why do you want to move somewhere else? So, yeah. I hope that helped, Yanni. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that 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 leaves me a lot to kind of like ponder and think about um, for my future, I guess, in, in South Korea. Um, my last question, of course, was like, dealing with the fine dusk i did go to south korea back in spring of 2019 but i was all the way down south in Gwangju, so like i i don't think i really was wearing a mask over there a lot of the days that like i was there so with like the air quality and stuff like that like y'all were saying that it kind of like gets in your noses it gets all over like your face and your body basically but like is there like is there something that you can do for like your eyes and stuff like that like or is it just you just wear a mask and vibe oh i like you can wear glasses you can totally wear glasses um i didn't really have issues with my my eyes because the dust is fine like it's really 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 minute um i would that i did have to carry around um eye drops uh, but mostly is because it was cold i also went during spring of 2019 so it 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 was cold and i'm not used to cold um so it was it was definitely a lot Uh, but you know i would just suggest you know make sure that you have a nice good you have a moisturizer um you know things like that for your face also you know something for your eyes you can't wear glasses things like that but it didn't um, bother my eyes nearly as much as it really messed me up um as far as like when it came to my throat gave me a very very bad sore throat so um yeah in that situation just just definitely be careful um yanni from from what i hear i definitely i have i just have a feeling in my in my bone that you're going to be an incredible teacher so you know go for it i'm super we're already proud of you but i know you can go for it i have have a feeling that you're going to be really successful so if you do become successful just be like oh yeah melanin monroe said it first so yeah (laughs) yanni sorry um if you're gonna be there long term or even for like you know a year get Mm -hmm. like an air purifier for inside um like a like a humidity fire like a humidifier well humidifier only puts moisture in the air the air purifier actually pulls in and traps sort of like the dust and things like that that you might get if you you know have your door open a lot or your windows open because remember too they don't have dryers so you gotta like air dry a lot of that stuff uh so uh yeah yeah so i would say like even here in toronto i have both because like the air is not that great especially in the summer so those are things that can also help if you do have like sensitivity you know like in your throat or you know your eyes and things like that glasses help masks definitely help Maybe not even like if you're if you don't need to go outside and like the air's jacked up, don't go outside. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering my questions. So <laughs> good luck. Good luck. We're rooting for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And then we have I just brought another speaker up from the podcast Accidental Kiss. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, yes you can. 
Uh, hi, uh, my name is Faith. Um, I, first, I want to say like it's been really fun listening to all you guys chat, and it's been a very interesting conversation. Um, so just a little background for me. Um, actually, I right now I currently and have been living in Japan for about nine years. Um, and so it was just really interesting for me to hear this conversation because like there were just so many parallels to like my experience being in Japan, like in, in Korea. Like there were just so many parallels that I was just like, oh, wow. Like, the, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. Like, like I was just like, you know, I was just putting up the 100 percent, you know like emoji and things like that like so much because I was just like yeah this is the same same here like same here so I just thought that was really fascinating like how similar it really is um but uh yeah my uh question is uh, more about like uh I guess like studying Korean um so do you all know any people who are like studying Korean, but like they're not like students, like they're not like um, university students, but like they're, you know, adults, but they're like going to Korea and studying. Um, are there like programs or are there like uh, schools that you can attend? Um, do you know anything about that? So to clarify, is it like you want to know people who are studying the Korean language in yes. Korea or just yes. in okay. Korea? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I actually don't know anybody who's studying that in, in Korean. I know lots of people who's studying it over here, but not in mm, Korean. There, there yeah. are Korean classes, though, that you can take. Like, for example, I know with a lot of schools um, that uh, they, like, require you, even though you're teaching English, they will require you to, like, for an hour, attend, like, a Korean immersion, cl- immersion <laughs> class. Um, but as far as in Korea, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I've I, I, I really don't know because all I know for sure is that when I was in Korea, um, I kind of learned, even though I knew Korean, I kind of pieced it together while I was there. But that is a very good question. I don't know if they do. I mean, obviously they must, but I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Okay. I see. Yeah, I, I, I know they um, talk to me in Korea, like if they have like any in-person sort of resources as well, because they're actually mm-hmm. like, and in, like I mean, obviously they ship internationally, but they're based in South in like Seoul, I believe. So that could be something also to sort of look into. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know they have stuff like that here, um, but you have to really be like, like just coming here, like to like for example, if you want a visa to be able to do it, like if you want to come here and stay here, like you have to have like just come here, only been here for a couple of years. But for me, I like. I talked to someone and they were like, you know, we can't like sponsor your visa for like, like going to language school because you've been here so long, you know, like, like, so it, I just wondered if there was things like that in Korea as well, that you could get a visa or you could like study and things like that. Well, I did sort of just Google it quickly and it says dream studies abroad. So there's like, um, this is like a Q and A for like studying Korean in Korea. Mm. Uh, I'm going to put that also like I'm going to tweet that out and then we'll pin it so that's also maybe a helpful resource definitely something to sort of look into though a little bit more Mm, yeah definitely thank you thank you very much thank you all right well if there are no more questions um, we can sort of wrap this up and one question I did put on the list that I didn't ask either or anybody on the panel was um 
Did you guys run into any celebrities while you were in Korea? Hell no. <laughs> really? You didn't? I didn't run into I didn't either. I didn't run into a single um, celebrity. I honestly because I wasn't in no place where no celebrity was. I was just like work, sleep, party, party, eat some food. That was it. I avoided I didn't go to like any clubs or anything because I am not a club person. I don't even like people like that. And if there was a celebrity, I probably didn't even pay attention. Um, but I did see, I did see this. I mean, he was, when I say fine, I mean fine. He looked like he literally, it was like, y'all know, um, Lee Su Huck and like, um, yeah. he looked, he was like that tall, but he had, oh my. Probably was him. It could have been, he was running fast and, I, and like he almost ran past, ran me over and I was about to, you know, snap. And so he looked back and I was just like, oh God. Oh, like he could have stepped on me. I wouldn't have cared. He was so tall, and and this is around like around the time of Fashion Week, so obviously he could have been a model. But I was just like, okay, it literally was him. God. It was him. It oh, I could, oh my god, just you know what? And I'm a married woman. You know what I mean? I love my husband, but if I I would have, would I tell you? I I belong to no one during that time. He was so fine. And he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, don't apologize, my love. Excuse me for me being in your way. <sighs> it was so fine. It could have been him. I don't know. It was. <laughs> it was. I love Courtney. Courtney I, I love you. Really like, to, like, it was. Yeah, I think it's really easy to, like, not realize if a celebrity is around you. I think that's what it was. I agree. For, so for me, like, I didn't really pay attention. I was just there. And I was like. I, I wasn't really looking at people like that because I didn't, I don't like when people look at me like that. So I just, you know, I just went about my business. So I, I mean, I probably did run in because like the area that I was in is a bit pricey and stuff. So I probably did run into a bunch because there's a whole bunch of plastic surgery, surgery like doctors and things like that. Um, like on this whole yeah. like strip on Apijon. So like I probably ran into like a lot of, celebrities just not but they you know they had their mask on they had hats on they probably you know were trying not to sort of draw attention to themselves as much so yeah usually like I like I want to like rant into but I've ran into like a lot of rappers so like blue kooky but like if you guys know who those people are if not that's okay um I used to go to I used to go to SM Coex a lot like a moat SM stand whatever you take that as but I used to go to, like, co-ops maybe, like, every two weeks <laughs> just, you know, for the vibes and to pay money and sit in, like, there. And I used to go to the communication center, like, every week to just sit and eat 20-hour pasta to see someone walk in. But that's kind of my own problem. But when I was there, I did go to Jongdae's, Chen from Exos, um, April and a Flower Bus game. He's a celebrity, I guess, if you think. Oh, my God. Did pasta. you go in 2019, too? yeah oh my god i saw so many i you know what i saw the busking happen but i was way too tired really yes. i went like as soon as i finished my classes i was like yeah girl we gotta go i saw it you know what's actually crazy i was also in korea i was in seoul in 2019 yeah i went like february to, to whatever um so yeah yeah it was <laughs> february to like july august i literally went from like um, march until like in March into like May. Oh my, oh my god. god! You know what? I swear. I even if we didn't see each other, I bet we know the same people. 
Cause no, yeah, we, we do. probably we probably do. we probably yeah yeah. Twenty nineteen was the that. year. <laughs> no, no yeah, two thousand nineteen was no two thousand nineteen. I feel bad for anyone who goes. Well, actually, not say that. You will have a good time regardless. Um, I'm just it just won't be the same. Like Yongdong is gone. Like yeah, it's gone. Like that's Yongdong is gone. But the best part, honestly, was Myeongdong. That street food you can get full off of four dollars. It's gone. What do you mean? Like it's not. It's not the same. Like it. We. You know, because it's mostly foreigner heavy. They shut down mm-hmm. so many stores. You know that big oh Innisfree? They used to be right next to the Orange Press. Yeah, it's gone. Yes. What? Yep, the Style Nanda Hotel gone. You know they had the hogging. <gasps> yes, the hogging off next to the um the place where you get the pomegranate juice gone. No Style Nanda. Yeah, no Style. Yeah. The Style Nanda Hotel is like on nothing right now. I think people. Are, I think they're trying to sell it. I have a. I had a couple of friends mm-hmm. who actually went because I was supposed to be there now. I'll still be doing my quarantining now, but I didn't go only because like my dad got sick and I, I wasn't going to obviously. I he's okay. No, no, he's okay. He's fine. Keeping on his wife as usual. He's just back good. to his normal okay. stuff. Um, but I promise you like it, it has changed. Like she, she showed me like a video and I was like, this can't be the same place, but you know, young, I hope I'm hoping that people, get smart, wear their damn masks, get their vaccine, right. you know, so it can go back to a little normal. That's tough. Yeah. But yeah, I saw him and then I ran into a couple like Suju members going in and out of SM. Um, I went to a GOT7 concert while I was there. I went to um, what is that concert? Dream concert 2019. So it was like uh, the Dream Man, yes. NCT Dream. I went for Taman, but NCT Dream, um, a bunch of people went. I was fun, and but yeah, uh, I'm gonna say like I kind of like my one thing is like going back and things are not gonna be the same because now I follow this expat on TikTok and he's like, yeah, like Korea is like basically setting up to open back up the country allegedly in October, like just let people in because they're losing so much money. Which goes back to my point we made earlier. If you want to go to Korea and you love k-pop that's cool but just please respect the culture and don't be weird because my fear is that we're gonna have such an influx of people to go to korea who think they're gonna find jimin and it's gonna be a party i'm i'm gonna you know that you said that courtney i i that's my fear too because when i'm and this is for everyone in here i'm gonna be completely honest and anyone who's been in korea can tell can tell you this Okay, are you guys listening? Yes. No one in Korea cares who your bias is. No one in Korea cares <laughs> that you listen to no K-pop. One cares that you like K-pop either. No, no one cares for it. Like, don't be like you're weird. Do not, because once you, if you lead a conversation like that, everyone is just. It, honestly, I was there for almost two months. I forgot about K-pop. I actually stopped listening to K-pop. I just forgot because, like, K-pop, honestly, is the least interesting thing about Korea. Honestly. Yeah. In all honesty. The only thing that really got me back was um, my, my la- like, my around my birthday. And I realized I've been here for 30 days and I ain't go to not one K-pop thing. So I went to Coex, to the SM Coex. No one cares. No one cares who you stand. No one cares if you know all their songs. No one cares, okay? If someone comes up to you and talks to you like, hey, how are you? You know, how long are you visiting? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm visiting here, and I'm here because I love BTS. Sweetie, you just, you, like, imagine, imagine you meeting someone, okay? 
and you're just like, oh, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. And you're like, oh, okay, you're visiting. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love Taylor Swift. Like. Right. Let them know. Right. One, like It's just yeah. a respect thing. Like, two plus two equals fish. Do you know what I mean? Like, just if you're like, for example, people could tell that I was a, that I like or knew of K-pop because of my phone. I had um, I had a clear back and I had a photo card. Right. So obviously people see that and people would know. No one spoke on it. No one said anything. And you want to know why? Because that's weird to assume that someone came all the way over here just because they like music or an, an artist. So please, please, especially if you're black, please do not lead with the you're a stand first. No, no one knows you're a stand when they see you. You are a, a person first. Lead with your beautiful personality. Okay. And it's just funner. People will not hang out with you because of that fact Very like true. i said when i was in my little university like people were like oh like what are we listening to i was listening to like i don't remember oh i told i was going to jongbae's busking and they're like oh my god you like k-pop and i was like yeah a little bit and they're like oh my god i've listened to k-pop in years and i was like how old are y'all and she was like yeah i'm 19 and i was like in years what y'all listen to and she's like yeah i love like big bang and i was like wow so like honestly like sure there's a extent of fandom culture over there and it's really nice to be able to experience that but please just don't make it a personality trait because you will get bullied i'm sorry to say that yeah and also there's like so much to do in korea outside of k-pop and so like k-pop is great and all but like there's so much culture there's so much food and other entertainment that you could do out there like you would be like like if you focus on that like there's this never-ending sort of list or pool of things for you to do right resources you know like you you're not like if you're out there and literally the only thing you can focus on is k-pop you're missing out on so much on so much because i mean i i don't know as i said before the least interesting part thing about korea to me is k-pop everything else was just i was flat there's a 24-hour mall at three o'clock in the morning i wanted some godiva chocolate I just walked down the street alone. It's 3 a.m. I didn't feel scared. I went, like, that's, to me, that's, like, mind-blowing. I had Subway in Haagen-Dazs. It was the craziest thing. And then at around 7 o'clock, I jogged back to where I was, to my hotel. Like, that's, Korea is just so, it's so nice. And you totally deserve to go and have fun and be safe. So that's all what we want you to do. And just yes. just be just remind yourself that you know, you're you're in someone's house. You know? You're in someone's house, so you know, be very nice about it. Definitely. And also have some Ooh, convenience store PMTs. fried chicken. Korean store uh convenience store fried chicken will change your life. So definitely have some of that <laughs> while you're out there. For all my ice eaters, for my people who eat ice. So let me tell y'all, they sell hospital ice by the cup. I'm screaming and they do. They do. I love Ugh. it. I love ice. <laughs> I was When I saw it, I was like, I was like, I looked up to the sky. I was like, God, I think you know what you're doing. Because I'm always, uh, I'm anemic. So I love ice. But when I saw they had like the good, good ice for like selling for like 36 cents, I was like, sweetie, that's a meal 
to me, that is a hundred percent a meal. Um, I do have to, I, there is something that I do want to say, um, that I'm going to just kind of, um, end it off with. So I went alone and I just have to say, you know, please, please, please do your homework, do your research. It will not hurt you. It will not harm you to do your research. You are, I I always tell people you're not giving yourself enough credit. You have the capabilities to do it. I didn't think that I would be able to do this. Honestly, I thought I, I, I literally had to choose myself over my marriage. I thought my marriage was going to be over by the time I came back, but it just came back stronger. Um, You have to be able to make sure you know what you're doing. This whole panel ranges from different ages to different sizes to different marital statuses. And we're all basically saying the same thing, which is you can make it to whatever you want to do. Don't let anyone stop your dream, but please make sure that you don't be the reason why you stop your dream. Exactly. There's, um, I think what, we've been trying to do a lot lately, um, like the last year or so, especially with like the Black into K-pop coalition is sort of just have resources available for people to do things. Um, Obviously, you know, it's called the Black into (laughs) K-pop, but uh, we're here to help everybody, you know, um, who have questions and, you know, want to know more and have want to have fruitful discussions and things like that. And the focus is, you know, just trying to live your best life, be the best you, follow your dreams, do the things that you think, you know, are, there are barriers for you to do, right? And um, if you have questions, reach out to us. We'll definitely, like, I mean, having spaces, Twitter spaces is so great because it's of accessibility. And, you know, we, we're not going to always do Twitter spaces like the last one on, you know, Jay Park and racism in K-pop. Sometimes, for the most part, anyways, we want to do things that are helpful and that are uplifting and fun. And this is also this is about helping people, you know, with the questions that they have. They and if you don't have anybody to ask, like you can ask us. So definitely feel free to reach out to people on the panel. Um, you know, we'll try to put some resources together, and you know, so there's like a you know a written form as well too. So that's going to be super helpful. And if you guys have other topics that you want us us or other people maybe to cover about like travel i mean we could do one on visiting china because oh, oh i was only there for three days yes, and i could talk please. about china for days go to so- so- <laughs> courtney i don't think you want to go to china i don't i, I, I know I'll be honest but i you, do i was only in china for a strict week and i, I when i left i literally told myself i'm never stepping across your foot in china again <laughs> like it was just yeah it was you know what i think I think I could go back to China for a day just mm-hmm. to do the Great Wall again. I think that would be the only reason I would want to go back. I want to go to Beijing. I went to China, China. I went to like China proper. I yeah, Guangzhou. Like no, yeah. I want to go to China proper. I, mm, okay, I don't well, know. I mean, Great Wall. Jackson Wayne's gonna be. I will go to China for uh, a concert. One hundred and ten percent. You know, yeah. if Jackson has a concert yeah. in Beijing or something, oh, I will go. Cool. The art but or Shanghai, really, nilly? Song? I don't no, know, Chief. I don't know. Really, damn. Though I will say honestly, <laughs> Beijing, like it, the food was great, the shopping was pretty okay, um, and 
the Great Wall is honestly like it's a, a wonder of the world for a reason. Like, oh my, do you have like pictures? Um, I do. I have to go real back on my because it was 2015 when I went, but I will Ooh. look for some pictures. Uh, and it was. I also went like in winter, so <laughs> like it was very interesting. But there's like a saying in China where like you're not Chinese if you've never done the Great Wall. So like literally everybody has to do the great wall and so you see all sorts of people you see old people i saw this lady in heels walking up those steps and those steps are rickety oh my god i thought i was like is this even safe but like it once you're on the wall like and you're like looking down and it's like indescribable literally i came home i worked for two weeks and i quit my job okay like that's Mm. (laughs) how life-changing it was when i was on the great wall so i would definitely go back to do that but yeah as i said if you guys want to know about visiting china (laughs) china is a little bit more complicated because there are specific issues you need like things that you need to have before you go and you do have to contact your embassy or whatnot um or consulate you know in your city um, just to make sure that you have everything you need. And they are very strict. They will search every square inch of your your like luggage and things like that. So you have to be very careful. Also, they don't have like Google and shit. So you have to use like Yahoo out there. It, <laughs> there's stuff there like there's a lot more that take that come, goes into visiting China. So right. if you guys anybody's interested in us doing something about China, just let us know like through DMs and stuff like that and we can definitely talk about it. And I'll look for some other people to add who also maybe worked out there, um, who were there a little bit more long-term and stuff like I that. I have a friend. So we have like a while, right? Yeah, I have a friend, yeah, who, uh, a close friend who, who worked in China and she was, she's like, yeah, we can perfect. do it. I'm like, girl, who is we? What are you friends? You eat croissants? I can't do no, I cannot do that no more. <laughs> um, and also too, I feel like maybe we can do a space on dating. Okay, I don't yeah. really have experience dating in Korea, but I think Courtney definitely um, <laughs> definitely has some things to say. You know, Cat, my friend Cat, will definitely be you know hopefully all well vaccinated and not sick anymore, and she can tell you all the ways that dating in Korea is ghetto. Um, I would never. I'm so sorry. I could not. <laughs> uh, all the stories that I've heard, the things that I yes. personally encountered, I am so sorry. There's uh, it's just yeah, I mean, exactly. So it's not as bad as they make it out to be. I mean, there's a course on some outliers, but yeah. I had fun. No, you see how? Did you see how you said that? You said how there's some outliers, but I had fun. Outliers, I never said yeah. nothing about no ha- about no having no fun. <laughs> Definitely fun. I've I've never heard anyone yeah. say that it was not um, fun. Exactly. But, you know, exactly. I, I but feel like there are some things to discuss. Some people just have uh, expectations and don't make it verbal, like. If y'all want to know, exactly. y'all want to know, DM me. Don't think you're gonna find a little drunk cook. You're not. I'm sorry. You're no, not. There's no. I honestly, you guys, like, we want to stress. You guys can ask anything. Yeah, you can ask us anything. Judgmental. It's just like you know, if you want to know, and I mean, if I don't know, I'll ask somebody or I'll look it up. I'm very open to like finding resources. Yeah, like if y'all want to know, like. I'm yeah. very much like an open book. I don't want to go there and think that it is what it's not, especially if you want to dabble in the men department. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all because I got to look out for y'all. It's crazy exactly. out there. Like I said with the STD epidemic, it's real crazy out there. I don't want y'all to suffer. So yeah. please. And no one, ask no one wants to be itchy. So like, let's. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-uh. Let's, but even if you do, like, the doctors are very nice. Yeah. Okay. and remember free health care so you know you're probably free paying three dollars for everything but I don't, I don't 
I don't know. I, the story is not heard, worth it for all that. Uh-uh. I'd rather cartwheel off of roofs. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Um, maybe let everybody know um, if you have anything to share before we go. Like, I know for oh. you with Envy. Like, uh, are you guys? I think you guys are doing like N City yes. registration. Yeah. Like right so. now we are. I don't know if you guys are N citizens. You should be. Yeah. Right. Actually, you don't. It's your opinion. It's your preference. But we are doing a week long event called NC. NCIT Welcome Week, which is basically us helping, well, not helping, but kind of getting more traction towards NCT's 127's third album sticker. So we're going to have a bunch of activities throughout the week. Today, we just launched our kind of make your own college ID. And then tomorrow, we're going to be tweeting our back to school outfits, just a lot of fun activities to meet other and citizens and stuff like that. And on Friday, we're going to be having a like party to kind of discuss the album get to know each other so if you guys want more information on that just follow mb's twitter at mb media co that's all um i have nothing to I, i'm just a i'm just a local account at this point i used to be on stan twitter but i'm just like a local account i don't i don't really have anything but um i will be um i'm not a part of envy but i will be all up in that i already got my photo for my outfit and everything um ah yeah i'm really excited I, I anything that you guys do like i i really really love like i've been a seasonee since you know sm rookies so anything that has to do with it i'm already with it um if you guys have any questions or anything like as i said before i am a married mom i have a, a pretty good career um, if you guys need any questions, any advice, anything you need a, uh, someone to lean on, I'm like the big sister, um, if you will. I play that role to a lot of people. So if you guys have any questions or anything like that, just please just let me know. Um, I'm usually always attached to my phone. So, yeah, that's that's basically all I got. All right. And I mean... You can find me <laughs> on Soju Chronicles and uh, Nyan, which is not your average netizens. Obviously, I have two podcasts. I'm also usually at the K-pop chats, which are on Mondays. And I'm also part of the Black into K-pop collective. Every month, we have a newsletter, which is like an update on like the K-pop podcast. And also, we do featured interviews and just like little corners with me and Dora. So, uh you know, check that out, sign up for the newsletter, spread the word, you know, um, I'm also very uh, much not a local, <laughs> but I do have a lot of other interests. Uh, you can follow me personally. Um, I do have like a public account, which is at T22Nat. And that is like where I put a lot of other stuff that I don't put on the Nyan account because it's not my account. It's an account for four people. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, I'm pretty sure people by this time are very much aware that uh, like you can reach out to me about anything and I will do my best to get you the information or to direct you towards somebody who has that information. I very much like learning new things and I like being resourced as well too. So don't feel like, don't hesitate to reach out either on the Nyan, the Soju Chronicles, uh, or on uh, T22Nat, and I will definitely see what I can do to help you out. And if you want dope conversations about K-pop, K-drama, animes, things like that, or just being, you know, Black. I live in Toronto, but Black. 
uh, <laughs> uh, would be, you know, just listen to the podcast, support the podcast, support Envy. Uh, and I'm not an end citizen, but I'll try to show up at least to see what's going on because I'm very excited about Sticker as well. And yeah, thank you stream so, so much. Just, just enjoy it. You don't have to, like, you know, yeah. the good thing about, um, you know, NCT fandom is like, we you can just kind of dip your toe in. We don't expect exactly. everybody to stay. <laughs> it's a lot of people, but no, you know, right. just, just come have some vibes, keep it going, going, and you know, with everything yeah, no. in general, you don't have to be a stan. Just keep it cute and classy. Yeah, oh. exactly. That's the point. And honestly, like, you don't even have to be an end citizen to be into envy because you guys are doing so much other yeah. things. So that's yes. got to interview. They got to yeah, interview. Yeah. Shang Chi. Oh my god! When I saw that, I was like, oh my god! Yeah, one of our contributors, Cheyenne, just interviewed yes. him. We oh. do a lot. We just want to make a. If you guys want to join envy, I think we have a couple opportunities available on our Twitter. If you guys are interested, but like, if you've ever thought of joining envy, it's a great. Of course, there's opportunities, but the network and just the community is so rich and everyone is so sweet and so supportive. And it's just a beautiful space to be in, regardless of like, like an NCT or wanting to be a journalist and whatnot. It's just a great community to have. And just don't be afraid to join. But we do do a lot of we do a lot of things. Um, interviews with artists. We talk about that fashion, culture, things of that nature. So that's envy yeah um so yeah definitely a positive positive force in in the k-pop k entertainment world so check them out check us out and thank you for being here it's been almost three hours did not expect it to go this long guys but thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and have a great sunday bye bye guys bye